Our new partner who I'm really, really excited to announce we are working with. Super, super stoked. Thank you, Angie Huberman, for this connect. It's incredible. Uh, AG1 Athletic Greens. I've been using them for a while. I have them every morning on an empty stomach. Basically, take one scoop and you put it into a uh, cup or glass or mug of eight ounces of cold water. And this is all your greens for the day. You're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole foods, source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens. Every day I take this, it's so good for my digestion, my energy. It's simple. It's easy. I don't like taking a lot of vitamins. This has been really, really helpful for me. I've had a lot of stomach issues my whole life, and ever since I've been gluten-free and taking the AG1s, it's really helped me in my stomach in the mornings. I love it, and I'm so psyched that they're part of the One Life One Chance podcast. I'm sure a lot of people don't like eating greens, let alone drinking your greens, but I can tell you straight up, it's got a mild tropical taste, and the taste is actually really refreshing, and I really look forward to it each morning. Don't, don't think it's just going to be just straight bland. Um, it tastes really, really good, um, and it's good for you, so remember that. This one blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. It's incredible, just one scoop, especially for musicians who are vegans or just musicians in general who want to get those daily greens. You can get the packets. It's incredible. I just gave some to my friend Derek from Sepultura. He traveled the whole entire world this summer, and he had, he had those every single day. He said it saved him. I bring AG1s with me when I travel. It helps me stay healthy. You know the deal. If you're on tour and you are uh, a picky eater, but you need to have your greens, sometimes catering doesn't have greens. Sometimes you miss the catering. Sometimes you miss the backstage food. Sometimes it's too late after the show to go get food that you like. So if you just have a, a scoop of uh, AG1s in your hotel room before you go to bed or you're in the hotel room at night and you're starving and you want something healthy, boom, life changer. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with some convenient daily nutrition. That's all you need. One scoop in a cup every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. This is it. I'm super psyched. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash OLLC. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash OLLC to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. This is incredible. I love it. It's just basic greens. For me personally, this has changed my life tremendously. I'm not a junk food vegan. I don't eat a lot of fake meat, so I'm strictly, strictly greens. And this has been a wonderful, wonderful new addition to my life. So once again, visit athleticgreens.com slash OLLC. And get one free year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Athleticgreens.com slash OLOC. Yo, yo, Liquid Death, thank you so much for hydrating all my guests, taking care of me and my family and my friends. Love your water, love your brand, love what you stand for, love what you give back to the community. If you want to learn more about Liquid Death and how it started, listen to episode 115 with the co-founder, owner, and creator of Liquid Death, Mike Cesario. Just a punk rock skateboarding kid from Delaware with a dream. It's an incredible story, incredible journey. So if you go liquiddeath.com slash Toby, you get free shipping on any items you order from liquiddeath.com. And if you want to get water, liquid death water, go to amazon.com. But for merchandise and other things that's not water, go to liquiddeath.com slash Toby and get free shipping. Thank you so much, Liquid Death. Death to plastic, murder your thirst, stay hydrated. You know H2O saves lives. Welcome to the One Life, One Chance podcast. I'm your host, Toby Morris. As you know, is my voice. I'm going to stop saying that. Um, <laughs> I got my brother from another mother, Mr. Derek Green, with me today. Thank you, Derek, for being here. Hi. 
Thank you. <laughs> and then we have Fernando from Crypta t- here today. Did I say it all right? Crypta? Yeah, Crypta. Perfect. Yeah, I like that name. It's a hard name. Is, is it, it? For you. No, I like the name. It's kind of hard. It's just... Oh, is, I mean, like hard as in like yeah, yeah, crypto. It just, it just sounds. Oh, I, I, I like okay. the name. It's hardcore. Like, oh, okay, okay. I thought it was like, like how it. to pronounce it. I was like, fuck. No, that was <laughs> literally exactly so what we didn't want when we created the name, <laughs> and it was like a difficult thing to pronounce. Well, thank well, you, thank you for being here. Oh, thank you for having yeah. me here. It's such a pleasure. Crazy busy schedule. Yeah, you're yeah. on tour right now with Morbid Angel, right? Yeah, my dream tour, to be honest. That's awesome. Yeah, Morbid Angel was the first death metal band i really got into first one was death but i didn't quite understand it back then so i switched and it was to went to morbid angel and it was like okay i really like this one i was listening to lion's den and angel of disease it was like yeah i really like this <laughs> I, I even remember the songs because uh, okay, it's always gonna be sitting with you the whole time yeah. Yeah. and then so i always dreamed of dreamt of of touring with them but I, in my previous band it was a thrash metal band i was like okay the odds are not that high but then now with Crypta, that was definitely on my top three wish list, and then it happened. And Trey, yeah. actually, the guitarist, invited us for the tour, That's so cool. it wow. makes it even more special. So I'm pretty happy. That's it's it's been a tiring easy. one, like so far. Like we're te- two weeks, less than two weeks in already. Okay. Yeah, but it's been tiring, but really cool. Like your going voice, your voice sounds great right now. You do yeah. warm ups. I do less than I should, to be honest. <laughs> but it just sounds totally like, yeah. Yeah. Thing is, like, I don't have uh, a lot of punch when I, I sing live, like a lot of volume. So it's really low and soft. It's more about distortion than actually using my actual voice. So it, it makes me being able of, you know, like having a good voice for like 40, 45 days, even though wow. actually wow. like the, the weather affects my voice way more than singing and like talking to fans after the show affects way more my voice than singing singing is the easy part absolutely right and and that and that's and that's just as important do you know what i mean especially just talking to the kids after the show like yeah if you don't you feel bad but at the same time you're like i'm trying to save my voice right and perform for you yeah and a lot of times there'll be people that may not understand that you know they think you're just kind of blowing them off i'm like look i i can't really have this kind of like conversation especially in a loud club you know where you're over exhorting your voice exactly and i i completely understand where this where this comes from because i'm a metal fan and i always used to think like that like oh why are singers always like on their you know like private place there until i became a singer i was like ah i got it i get it now (laughs) get it now (laughs) it's like stay away from me and the thing is like i I love talking to fans but i have no self-control i'm gonna be screaming you know like fans are gonna be excited i'll get excited we're gonna be like "Ah!" and then it happens it happens (laughs) do you you sleep good on tour like on the i I do my best sleeping is is my priority because it really like uh it it might sound cheesy or cliche but uh us singers we know that uh sleeping is the best tool of, you know like uh, for performing every 100%. night 100% yeah. and so on this tour we've been sleeping like for around like 6 7 hours every night which to me is not the ideal when yeah. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm when I'm at home like I'm I'm like 8 hours that's yeah. my right. thing you know like but well, still I'm doing my best. Whenever yeah. we're uh, um, uh, driving, and there's like an hour or two hour window, I'll 
definitely like prioritize sleeping than yeah. doing whatever else. Yeah. So your other band was Nervosa? Yes, my and, previous and, and band. And so that was that's thrash metal? It was thrash metal. And then yeah. you guys, Crypto is considered death metal? Yeah. So can you guys break that down for me? I, sure. I'm the, the worst person to break it down. <laughs> Fernanda, I think you could break it down. Like thrash and death metal, I'm just warning me. It's, it's re- for me, it's like intense, all of it, when I hear it. Yeah. Like I watch some of your videos, of your songs, it's like, it's hard. Yeah. Like, but the difference, thrash and death metal... Is it attitude? Is it lyrics? Is it sound? Is it vocals? I think it's it's lots of stuff together. Yeah. I think they're both. Uh, you were right. Uh, you were right about them both being extreme. They're all like nested in the extreme metal yeah. genre thing. Um, but I think, like musically speaking, like thrash metal is gonna be more like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll have a lot of that, and it's like more like a galloping, energetic, like, yeah. yeah, style. As for death metal, is usually more aggressive. Both okay. of them are more blast ag- beats. Yeah, so blast beats, faster <laughs> double bass, and, and stuff like that. Okay. And usually, um, vocals in in death metal are more aggressive too. Okay. They can there, there can be more guttural and growling and stuff like that. And li- lyrically, I also can feel the difference. Okay. Mainly now, you know, like being the the lyricist for Crypta and also for for uh, Nervosa, that was actually a struggle that I had because to me. Like I, I was in Nervosa for a decade, so yeah. I was pretty used to writing, you know, like protest lyrics, and that's pretty common in in thrash metal. And to me, it was like easy because I do that all the time on my social media. I'm always protesting stuff, <laughs> yeah, so yeah, yeah. it was really easy. So when we changed to death metal, because usually the themes around death metal are gonna be like go- either gory stuff or like okay. more obscure stuff, like demons and stuff like that and both of these stuff they're really not things i i would have you know like a good repertoire (laughs) 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 on that so i was struggling on the beginning i was like i will not feel comfortable singing like you know like i can definitely listen to cannibal corpse one of my favorite bands but i would not be singing like fucked with a noise i was like i I was i was taken aback when i was like "Ooh, is that what he's saying cannibal corpse okay i know that (laughs) we're just talking about them I yeah. I would not. Although I know many of their songs by heart, I would not be able to write that. You know, like so. To me, it was in, in, an in, interesting process on transitioning from thrash metal to death metal and still write something I feel comfortable about. So yeah. what I decided to do is writing about these more like gloomy, um, obscure stuff, but more towards the psychological like dark stuff we yeah. all go mm-hmm. through and you have a little bit of death of that in in our first album echoes of the soul but definitely on our next album there's going to be more of that but on right. echoes of the soul i couldn't help it and i wrote like three protest songs <laughs> i was just so used to it yeah i was like ah, that's you okay, though yeah okay. yeah <laughs> You're not yeah. trying to fake it or force it, you know what I mean? That's you, yeah. Yeah, so I, I, it, they are protest songs, but still like um, more aggressive. And yeah. like, like we have a song called Starvation that's, well, it talks about people starving and yes. stuff like that. So it's a political song, but still like I depict it in a very, you know, like death metal way. I, yeah. I, I described a person actually starving like 
uh, infection spreads over my body, uh, my my body eats itself to survive, like talking about the cells eating mm -hmm. themselves yeah. and the muscles, uh, tissue and stuff like that. So I was doing my best on combining <laughs> both words. But for our, our new album, it's definitely going to be more about this psychological, mm -hmm. dark stuff we all go through. Because I still wanted to write lyrics people could... Um, read or listen to and think about that and yeah. you know like maybe opening maybe even a, a identify debate. with or? yeah, yeah. Right. that's my main Relate goal to everybody yeah. yeah and i last night i'm sorry i'm a chatterbox i'm I love speaking it. For a, <laughs> I fucking I, love it i'm connecting like a, a subject go. to another and i was talking to a, a friend she showed up at the concert last night and she's got like anxiety problems the, the same way i do and i was like okay so read these two lyrics here i wrote for the new album she was reading and crying she was like dude it sounds like i want to print it and put it on my wall because that's exactly what i've been through and that's what i wanted you know yeah, like because awesome. sometimes when we go through some dark shit are we so yeah i can say whatever you yeah, want are yeah. we allowed so when we go through some dark, dark shit <laughs> dark oh my fucking goodness sorry language language yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um we often feel alone and, you know, like not understood and stuff like that. So I, I wanted uh, on, on this album, this new album, uh, I wanted the lyrics to be, you know, like some sort of comfort. They, they're yeah. still like mm -hmm. pretty hard, but comforting in a way. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. Who, who would be a thrash metal band that I would know? So Napalm Death, they're death metal. I get, um, and so in Sepultura's thrash metal? Yeah. Um, you consider yourself off, that? I mean... It definitely steps into that genre for okay. sure. Some albums are straight up thrash. If a band has the word death in their name, they're definitely death metal? Is that not the case? I'm not just asking. The, not the case. Um, Napalm Death, yeah. actually, they have some stuff of death metal, but I think they go towards some other path. Like, not even grind, but... Yeah, well, grindcore. Yeah. Grindcore, yeah. something like that. Yeah, yeah cool. but... I love Barney, man. I know Barney for like 30 years. We toured with him in the 90s. And Barney. I was really sick of it all. And he's great. I OG vegan, OG, like everything, man. Talk exactly. about so many cool things in songs that you yeah. would never expect. And and he's very open in all his interviews. Yeah, and and I'm not sure he's aware of how many people he can influence, but he influences lots of people oh, with yeah. like his lifestyle. And I also love, you know, like his stage performance and <laughs> something that's really important to me. So I... I yeah. That's another one of my <laughs> dream tours right there. For the listener, okay. she's wearing a really, really awesome pink yeah. Napalm Death yeah. shirt, which I think is amazing it's to genius. see that. Because it's black t-shirts everywhere. So yeah, and I, seen that's the pink what I, nice. I really, I love this, you know. I know. It's, it really stands out and it makes, I mean, oh God, I love it. You know, What's it saying? Like that, do you remember what it says expression. on the back? Uh, I love the smell of tofu in the morning. <laughs> that's just amazing. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Because it's, it's a it's rainbow a, with a, uh, it's a, it's a fluffy it's a funny rabbit. rabbit. Yeah. yeah. The clouds and exactly. rainbow. Exactly. And the rainbow. The napalm death uh, and, script. And the best thing, official merch. Yeah. You know, yeah. like that's, that's the thing. That's what I love about, because I'm all about like, uh, I'm very into death metal. I've been a metalhead since forever. Yeah. I was going to ask you. Yeah. But you know, like I'm other stuff too. And one of the things I am, it's like glitter, holographic color, addict i just love everything like that neon stuff and um for a long time i've been wearing you know like black and yeah. trying to fit into mm -hmm. the, the metal scene and from uh some years now 
I've been, you know, like opening myself with the social media and stuff. I've been showing more of my sides to people because I think like I in, in metal, yeah. there's so many untold like underlining rules. Thank that, you for saying mm, this. It's yeah. very, very true. And and uh, I feel like I want to break a couple of them just love by it. being yeah. myself, you know, yes. because I'm not forcing this. I literally love pink, and, and you that's, see, and to me, that's punk rock. Yeah, that's a, absolutely that's totally the attitude of like. Yeah, yeah, and, and like um, I found like this store in Brazil. They do like crop tops um, for girls, and they're all colorful. Like so, there's like pink, glittery, holographic DSI T-shirt. Wow, <laughs> crop hard. tops, and and I have tons of them. And then I started posting pictures with them and many girls were like oh my god this is so refreshing and so like that because of these underlining rules like for you to be a true metalhead especially when you're a woman wow. that's mm, even more <laughs> demanding right. so you know like uh, like there's no always wearing uniform, black. It's a uniform you have to wear now yeah i mean i love wearing black yeah I'm not mm -hmm. I'm, i'm comfortable with that but still if i can you know, like wear pink and orange and glitter and holographic here and there. I Absolutely. would love to do that. So uh, what I'm trying to do by being myself is, you know, trying to make other people feel comfortable with themselves in the metal scene, too. You know, like you, you don't have to hand be. Tattoo? Yes. Wow. <laughs> Shout out to my man, Gary Holt, man. Yeah. Yeah. He'll be proud. That's sick. Layers, yeah, this arm is on oh, you know, DRI? The, the DRI. Yeah, it's the evolution of mankind ending in DRI. Oh. <laughs> and you got a sepulchre on there. Oh, yeah. shit, girl. <laughs> oh, Joey takes a picture yeah, of your tattoo. This is represent. all about music. That's my, my previous band, Nervosa, here. And you have Kiss, of course. <laughs> Did you know she had the S? Yes. That's yeah. hard. Yes. And, and you randomly have Edith Piaf too here too like the French singer like completely I love that wow what, what was how old were you and what was your main attraction to heavy music um my dad is a metalhead okay like a harsher metalhead than myself that. yeah he is it's oh. insane so since I was a kid I was pretty much used to this metal environment at home yeah so and I remember when I, I was around like six or seven my dad would record some cassette tapes with my favorites from what he was listening to. I was like, dad, I want that, this one and that one. So oh. I have many cassette tapes and the songs go from like Iron Maiden, of course, to Biohazard and stuff like that. Shout out to, shout out to Biohazard, man. They're yeah. coming back too. That's awesome. So I would have like many of these cassette tapes and I would listen to them. And so I was pretty much used since I was like very young age. And my dad used to listen to lots of um, female fronted or all girl metal bands. So wow. that, yeah. So my dad... It really helped me out on on influenced me on what I was listening to as I was growing up. So I would still, you know, like love Hanson and Spice Girls and stuff yeah. like that. But still, I would also have my metal side because of my dad and I liked both. It's cool. And uh, my also uh, my dad also influenced me on starting playing bass because he loves bass guitar. His Steve Harris addict and stuff like that. And so he would have a an acoustic guitar at home. And then he would play like it was a bass guitar with a finger. And I just looked at that. I was like, okay, so I'll try and do that. Wow. And that's how I started, you know, like playing bass and getting to heavy music. And we would also, I remember uh, he was living at my grandma's house for a while. And there would be this uh, leather couch 
that and he had a couple of drumsticks he still have has them <laughs> because he's always like air drumming and stuff oh. like that so and i remember like the leather couch sounded so great with the drumsticks like a real <laughs> like snare like very high-pitched snare so i would be like playing stuff like that sometimes and my dad while my dad was like playing drums on the leather couch and sometimes we would switch and That's so awesome. yeah it was it was really cool how old were you Uh, how old my dad is? You know, how old were you when that started? Like Oh, like six, seven. Wow. Yeah. I remember like the first band I, I was really into, that's why I have the tattoo here, was Kiss. And mm -hmm. I was like around six, seven when they released that Unplugged, MTV Unplugged. Yeah. And I loved oh that God. so much. <laughs> that was and I was amazing. listening to it nonstop. So... That's yeah. So good, But then it was like more the light stuff. Like... um like the more most obvious like kiss and iron Maid, sorry and stuff like that is the kombucha man <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. and then um and then as i grew up when i was around like my 13 14 <clears throat> then i started listening to other stuff i started uh being more independent on yeah. finding what i like in metal yeah. so i I started listening to melodic metal like Halloween and Nightwish and stuff like that. And then extreme music came to my life way later because my dad didn't listen to the most extreme side of metal. Yeah. He actually started recently because of me, you know, like me playing um, awesome. in, in more extreme bands. Yeah. And it was like, okay, it, it sounds cooler than... I thought it was, and then yeah. he started, you know, like... Um, he opened his mind about it. Yeah, and now he likes Behemoth and stuff like that. So... It's um, awesome. Yeah, so <laughs> we, we both influenced each other so eventually, cool. so... And so when you were nice. in school, like, wh what were you... Did you have goals that you wanted to be play music? That's been always been your dream since growing up? Um, actually, I wanted to be a singer, Uh, but like singing Nightwish and stuff like that, yeah. actually more operatic. Yeah. Yeah. Because I was like blown away by Nightwish. Tadia Turney was my life. It was like uh, <laughs> insane. <laughs> and then I, I even have like um, vocal. How do you say calluses? Like vocal mm. nodules, nodules on both my vocal cords since I was like 13 because I was trying to sing. Really? Oh, <laughs> Wow. That's why my voice is like this because <laughs> so and it's surprisingly enough like when I mention this people think it's because of me screaming and growling yeah. but it's not it's from trying to be Tadia from Nightwish basically. Wow. But I wanted to be like a singer and try and sing like I I would listen a lot to Queensrÿche and and Uh, Halloween and Brazilian bands like Angra and, and stuff like that. So I wanted to sing with this clean melodic voice. I've heard voice. you sing. You have a great voice. Like I've heard you sing Amy Winehouse. Oh, really? uh, that's yeah. my thing. I love Amy Winehouse. Oh yeah. Wow. Yeah. I love that's that's my thing. I I love her. I have a huge tattoo. Oh, that's <laughs> so cool. It, I have a thigh tattoo. It's her, and then on the other thigh it's King Diamond. Pretty ugly. And then Hard. I have Beyonce on my. What? <laughs> Dude, I love you. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> I, have a I don't know about the Beyonce. <laughs> yeah, I'll show you. I have a Prince tattoo on my butt. I have a Dell tattoo. I have, really? a, Ma I have a Madonna tattoo. That's awesome. I like that's, all that stuff. That's man. the spirit. Like, and yeah. people like lots of metalheads are like they don't like the fact that I like some. You pop have to only music. listen to metal. And don't you think that's really bizarre It in is. a way where it's like How the, this, this, the scene is so extreme and against you know like this. 
type of unity thing, like do your own thing. But at the same time, it's very hypocritical. Punk That's, rock hardcore is like that too, though. Really? I think I so. I always thought I it was so like a more open-minded. It is, but genre? people tripped on it. We covered a Madonna song in 2000. People tripped on it. But then later on, they liked it. But, right. but I have a Madonna tattoo since I was a kid. Like I always loved pop music, hip hop, and yeah. punk and hardcore. <clears throat> and I never hid that. Like I wasn't just, I'm just hardcore. I'm just right. punk. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Why? Why? What is wrong with that? That's yeah, what I can't right. understand. There should be no and when, rules. And, and when people question me about that, uh, about like my Beyonce tattoo or me singing Beyonce, they're always like frustrated. Like, oh, I can't believe. Once I got in a, a, a message saying like, uh, you've, uh, you sold yourself uh, because I was singing like a Beyonce song on stories, like cleaning my house. And then uh, a guy said, you sold yourself to pop music. I was like, wow, that's so dramatic. Come it's on, super dude. dramatic. It's yeah. extremely dramatic. And I always say like for me to be able to sing like I sing nowadays, like in, in Nervosa and, and now in Crypta, like it was Beyonce helped me a lot with like breathing. I would watch her singing on videos. I was like, oh, so that's how she does like that quick, you know, like kind of. So mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, Beyonce taught me more about breathing than any other metal singer. So mm. why discarding her, you know, like in one night she can influence uh, as many people as we're not going to influence in our whole life. <laughs> you know? So we got to give her some credit, at least. So. That's so true. Right? A, a great deal of credit. Yeah. I mean, to have that impact her. that she does. I, mean, I, so I wish I was her. I wish I was her. I'm like, I love her she's, so much. She's so, I was in a room with her, and I didn't say anything <gasps> to her when I was with rap. Right. It was me and my friend, Jay-Z, and Beyonce in one backstage room. She was sitting right there on the phone. I couldn't even look at her because I was talking to my friend. It was a crazy moment in my life. I don't regret it, but I wish I would have said something. But like, it was it was crazy, man. I but I, I love you even more that you have Amy Winehouse, a Beyonce tat. It's so cool and DRI and Sepultura. Yeah. That sounds like me. I have like a million yeah. band tattoos: yeah. hip hop, punk, everything, pop music. Life's too short, like to like not. I don't know. Just love all types of music. It's good for your mind. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. Your soul. I mean, Uh, it also helps you when, especially when you're a musician, like it's actually a good thing that you yeah. listen to other stuff because Absolutely. your mind expands and, and it's, it's just important. Yeah. And, yeah. but well, that's exactly what I'm trying to humbly, uh, <laughs> humbly do my part on, um, you know, like questioning this, these things, like why do we have to like uh, right. uh, also uh, only meddle? You know, like I love, I'm a, I'm a metalhead. You know, yeah. like one of these days I was listening to Blind Guardian randomly and I was like, oh, this is so good. Oh my God, I'm such a metalhead. And, you know, <laughs> so I love metal. And, but I also love other stuff. They yeah. teach me so, like, when I was going through some dark periods a couple of, of, of years ago, like the albums that really helped me navigate through this period was, uh, were Lemonade by Beyonce. Back amazing to Black album. by Amy Winehouse. Amazing album, right? Lemonade. Amazing so album. Sad, yeah. And then Back to Black from Amy Winehouse and Ultraviolence by Lana Del Rey. They were literally the yeah. three albums that helped me navigate through through these dark times. So, you know, like why discarding these amazing tools and actually good sounding tools? Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, just because, you know, I need to be a metalhead. That's, that's just stupid in my opinion. And uh, as long as I have, you know, like, the power to use my voice to something 
I'll always advocate on these things so other people can free themselves for from these, yeah, you know, yeah. like labels and, and totally. rules. And I love it. And not to bring them up again because you do all the time, but it reminds me of Turnstile. Mm-hmm. It reminds me of this generation of hardcore right. where you can have yeah. pop, pop melodies, you can have balance, you can talk about how you're, in, you're inspired by 311, you can have that dude at your shows, you can have a balance, you can have all these inspirations but still be a hardcore band. I, I yeah. think it's you know incredible. What I'm saying? Like, you know, it's I, so beautiful. Yeah. I mean, I learned the hard way, I think, when I was really young, that I was very blocked to a lot of different sounds. Mm-hmm. At one point, once I got into like hardcore and punk, it was just I, was like, that. I was like, that's it. You know, anything yeah. outside of that realm, it's just not considered Same. like cool. And I was Same. like, but then I don't know. It was something happened where I, there was a conversation happening and I was on the phone or, or I was in the background and this guy I knew was talking to somebody else who was like a metalhead or something. And I was like, oh, that guy's a burnout, that metalhead guy. <laughs> and then that guy saw me on the street walking and then he, he just clocked me. Wow. And then I was what? just like, yeah. And I was like, oh, like, okay. And I was like, it made me think a lot. You know, I was like maybe 14, 15. Okay. It made me think so much about like, why was I being so idiotic with my perception of music and the scene and everything? And I was like, you should just be able to like what you like and, and that be it, you know? And yeah. I, it really opened me up. I'm, I'm friends with this person. He's an incredible guitarist, unbelievable. And, um, but it's just that moral, that story for me, I was just like, okay, I'm never going to close my mind like that or judge people because they're not, you know, in that particular part of the scene or yeah. na na na. I learned really early on that, but I was happy that I got, sh- you know, smashed. In the face. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, I, uh, like you, I was, I, I've been like that yeah. too, you know, like maybe when I started, I was like, no, no yeah. I can't listen to anything but metal. <laughs> and uh, because I think it's a part of the scene, unfortunately, yeah. you yeah. know, like eventually I think all of us uh, or most of us were going that way of like being, you know, like very, not very open minded about mm-hmm. the genres. Like, and it's, it's, it's a ride, you know, like if you, do find yourself uh, enjoying other music or if you don't it's also fine like my yeah. dad he's a metalhead <laughs> he's a metal. <laughs> through he was through. he was frustrated when i started listening to beyonce and stuff like that he was like nah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's a hardcore metalhead but it's fine now we get along and 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 it's all right like i take him to metal shows sometimes with me yeah and but also in New Year's Eve, and there's karaoke. I'm gonna be singing Beyonce in his house. So there's balance. <laughs> Have you seen <laughs> Beyonce looked, live yet? No. Oh. And that's that's actually bucket list. Bucket list, but it's gonna happen soon. Okay. Because we're gonna be having a tour in in Europe in the summer. You know the usual yeah. summer yeah. tours. And there's gonna be a hiatus in the tour where the girls are coming back home, and then I'll stay there. And I was able to buy tickets for two Beyonce concerts in Toronto. Good for you, incredible. Because I was like, um, in Brazil, like tickets are ridiculously expensive. Mm -hmm. Like uh, it's insane. So I know what I paid for two tickets in Germany. Uh, I would be paying for one ticket, like seeing from the back yeah, and yeah, whatever. Yeah. So it's it's gonna be worth it. And where are you also, gonna see the show? Yeah, where? where? Uh, Frankfurt and Hamburg. Wow, Hamburg. Hamburg. Yeah. Your friends going with you? Uh, my best friend, uh, she lives. She's Brazilian, but she lives in Berlin, Perfect. and we're gonna go together to the concert. It's 
It's magical. <laughs> it's gonna be the time of my life. I can't wow. wait for that. Like, what do you do in between playing metal, death metal, uh, summer shows? Well, I just watch Beyonce. <laughs> That's gonna be awesome. It's gonna I'm be amazing. You. I can't yeah. wait for that. I never see her live. I just see her on TV performing, but she's incredible, though. Yeah. And it's good that I'm I'm gonna go to two concerts because first one I'm only gonna be crying and screaming like <laughs> full time. Like, <laughs> Yeah. Second one, then I'll be able to enjoy. That's cool. <laughs> wow. Um, do you have siblings? Um, yes, I do have one sister. And older or younger? Younger. She's. I'm 33. She is. My gosh, she's gonna be 23. She's from 2000. She's gonna be 23. She's from 2000. Yeah, exactly. It's so. It sounds weird. Year 2000. She's from the year 2000. And uh, she's going to be 23 this year. And she's a professional goalkeeper. Oh, wow. Wait, yeah. what? Yes. She plays for Santos, which is the team which Pelé uh, was playing wow. for most of his life. That's so awesome. She's a professional I did not know goalkeeper. that. I'm finding all these new things about yeah. her. <laughs> is she into metal too? No. Mm. She's more into Brazilian like funk and stuff like that. Uh, although, like... She was pretty much listening to metal during, you know, like her childhood because of me. We were, yeah. we were living in the same place. So my metalhead friends would go there. We would be like head banging on our <laughs> living room with broomsticks and stuff like that. Like, yeah, pretending they were guitars. And my sister would just like that every time. So she she had to listen to metal for a while. Maybe that's why she's traumatized and doesn't listen to it anymore. Right. Might be. Did she trip out the first time she saw you singing in your first band? Yeah, she was. Uh, she was really. Wow. Yeah, because like you know, like she understood metal. She liked some. She always liked Slayer because of the beat. And first time she watched me, I remember she was very like, "Oh, this is so cool." She was really young. Yeah. And she thought it was really, really cool. Especially to see it live. Uh, life is the thing, yeah. especially being me, uh, seeing me live. Because, well, you guys are gonna watch it tonight. Hopefully, yeah. you'll see. It's like uh, all <laughs> the weird eyes. <laughs> what was the first show you went to? You remember? Yes, I do. It was 2004. I was 14, and it was Iron Maiden. Ooh. Yeah, with wow, my dad and my mom. Sure. That's amazing. because they they so both cool. love Iron Maiden. It's a, it, that's I, a great first show. Like in Brazil, it's like very common. I see a lot of families going to shows, and, yeah, and I mean, it's that's so freaking awesome. I do that, my, yeah. It's really, really incredible. I love that. Like we yeah. get lots of families in our shows. Too. <laughs> so cute. <laughs> lots of families in our shows too, and I can see that sometimes because the dads they're always like so excited, <laughs> right? And the teenagers they're always like kind of embarrassed. And first thing I always say is I. I go to the teenagers and I say, I love that you guys are coming together. My dad is a metalhead too. We've been to so many gigs together and that's the coolest. Break the and ice. Yeah. yeah. And they're all like, okay, so it's not corny not to cool. come, yeah. Yeah, right. coming yeah, yeah. To, to the show with my dad. So I always oh, try to do that. That. Yeah. that is amazing. Um, so when, when you, when you, do you graduate from high school? Yes. I actually. Like what, you, what were your goals? What would you want to do? I wanted to be a journalist and I was for a, a while. Like yeah, my first contact I, with yeah. Derek was interviewing Derek actually. What? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, what was it for what magazine was it for what was it for? I can't even remember. I and think it was it in was, English. It was in English, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was impressive because there were a lot of journalists there that 
wouldn't do it in English. Okay. Yeah. I so like, I, I can remember, I think, because I, I've done everything. Yeah. Like journalism and metal. So I would have, first I started off taking pictures and reviewing live gigs. And then I started interviewing bands for websites. And then I was hosting a metal TV show. And then I was nice. hosting a radio show. And then, so that's what I wanted to do. And I actually studied journalism um, for three years out of four. <laughs> <laughs> and then I quit because I was a rebel, but it's, I still <laughs> do not regret. But look, you, you'll, I think you'll agree with me. I was like, it was the, the third year out of four. So we were getting ready to, I don't know if uh, there's this such a thing here, but in Brazil, at least there's, you know, like by the end of your graduation, you need to present like a, a thesis, a thesis. Exactly. Okay, so I was preparing to do to, you know, like um, to prepare my thesis, at least yeah. the subject. And I was planning on doing a documentary on how bl because I love blues. That's my, my second favorite thing mm -hmm. and uh, thing genre in music. <laughs> and then um, I was I planned to do a documentary saying like how bluesmen used uh music since like you know like it was even not blues like the the work songs and stuff like that yeah. how they used is to express and talk about the times they were living in and uh i had the whole idea in my mind i was so excited about it and then uh but i was like not happy with the with with the college very much because it was a very well, this is going to be a second subject, <laughs> but, um, well, I was not very happy uh, already. And then I went presenting uh, the subject of my thesis to my uh, teacher. And then she said, well, um, you're not going to be able to do it. And I was like, why? First of all, um, you're Brazilian. You should do do it about uh, Brazilian blues. I was like, but that's, that's Yeah. <laughs> And uh, wow. second thing, and that's why I quit college. She said, um, you are doing a communication-oriented uh, uh, course. Mm -hmm. So in music, it's not communication. You can't express anything. You can communicate anything through music. What? I was like... <laughs> <laughs> I had a mini heart attack and say, "Okay, I quit," and then I quit. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Because Absolutely. I was like, "Well, like, wow. this is not this is insane. Like, how you how, cannot communicate, express anything through music? That's ludicrous." Uh, yeah, that was insane. So that's why I said maybe you you would agree why I quit college. It was basically like that. And also, I was I I was born and raised in a Periferico area in São Paulo, so uh, not I, I didn't live in favelas, mm. but it was a more like poor neighborhoods and stuff like that through all my whole life, and I I passed on this this college and it was like the reference in Brazil for for journalism and I would pay it out of my pocket my whole wage would go wow. to that and I was teaching English at the time for kids and stuff. And, uh, but it was a very, like... Prestigious, like... It was prestigious, but it was, like, a very non... 
poor people friendly place you know mm, like so yeah, so yeah. there would be like scholarships mm -hmm. and i remember my mom at the time she was unemployed and i was like my full salary would go for paying to college and i never got not even like five percent you know like scholarship and my friends who their parents would pay for their their college and they would live like on that very expensive area because it was in paulista avenue yeah, you, you probably it's, know it's like yeah, it's the top okay. avenue. yeah and uh they would get like 75 percent. so they do wow. everything they can to um indirectly kick poor people out of, of college this. So I was that like, sucks. so I was so frustrated with that place. And then that was the, you're right. The, yeah. Icing the, on the cake. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, man. Yeah. Yeah. There's like this weird thing of really, uh, a negative energy I'm feeling towards poor people in like Brazil. That people have, elitist. like Brazilians have another Brazilians <clears throat> that are poor. Yeah. yeah. And I, I was feeling this, like yeah. I would hear it in conversations or jokes But it was constant because I thought like, oh, maybe it's just a joke. But then getting hear, shunned and pushed to the side, kind yeah, of. Yeah, or just hearing certain slang and lingo that yeah. I'd hear when I was started to learn the language, and they would be like, ah, oh, this this person's Bayano, or this person's exactly from like xenophobic stuff. Yeah, yeah, xenophobic, really weird. And I was like, mm. and I didn't really feel comfortable when people were kind of saying that. But then I started speaking out when people said, I was like, why do you say that? You know, exactly. it's like, it's such an incredible part of Brazil that yeah. you're making fun of. And majority of them have never been there. Yeah. And mm. I was like, how do you even know? There's <laughs> even like, uh, because the Northeast of Brazil, they're highly discriminated by yeah. other states, mainly the South and the Southeast, which is, it doesn't make any sense because most of them go spend vacations in there. So right. it yeah. doesn't, but yeah, there's, there's this thing. And, and, and also like th this, discrimination with towards like poor people which is weird because usually the people who discriminate they're like two minimum wages away from the, yeah, the people they're discriminating yeah. so there's this lack of like social consciousness in brazil and uh and it's weird like i started feeling because i was grown up um used to it although i never agreed to it because i was the one suffering uh, yeah. you know like I, i was the one being bullied about it So, but I, when I started traveling with my bands, like outside of Brazil, I was like, that's insane. Like <laughs> right. the inequality in the country was yeah. like screaming to me every time I came back. And in Brazil, we got ridiculous stuff. Like, for example, in a building, you have the lift. Is it lift? Yeah, the yeah. elevator. elevator, elevator yeah. The elevator that uh, people who live there can use. And the other one is just for people who work there. They can't use the same elevator <laughs> wow and like there's a thing that it's like it's called quartinho da empregada it's like the the ladies working bathroom Area. like yeah yeah okay. you you hire someone to clean your house usually with a shitty uh salary or a wage and then there's like this one meter room where the person needs to stay there she can't eat on the same table as you and stuff like that. wow it's dude. fucking insane it's degrading yeah yeah, yeah. It's they degrading. have to wear like a, a wow. uniform with like these white so they below, below you they below you yeah yeah and, and, and it was these are a lot of things that were like popping in my head when exactly. i was moving there and people were like oh There's no racism here. And I was like, really? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. And I was just like, I don't know what 
I was like, you don't really see this. Yeah, he's going, because we're used to it. Exactly. And I was like, mm. man, everyone's really used to it. And I was like, I'll give you an example. And they're like, I gave them many examples. Yeah. And then people started to be like, uh, I guess I see what you're saying. Like, I, I kind of said, I was like, kind of. I was like, it's not only me, man. I was like, I, I, I don't know what type of people you're hanging out with. Yeah. But if you were to talk to somebody else that, you know, you think is your friend, like, oh, they're a friend of the family. Yeah. You know, they've been in our family. This maid has been a yeah. friend of the family. I was like, that maid is taking like four buses to get here, leaving their own kids, you know, yeah. coming here, taking care of, you know, your family. I was like, you guys aren't like hanging out with her. You know, you're not, at, you know, you think you're part, you know, they're part of your family, but it's, trust me, you know, they definitely have a different feeling about it. Yeah. And then, and then fast awful. forward to America when they have like nannies living in the house. In America, raising other people's kids. Well, it's, it, yes. it happens in Brazil. In Brazil, yeah, yeah that's yeah. A very. Uh, people are like, "Oh, that's common." You know, that's but common. like, I, I was just visioning, like, like what you said about the elevator. Like, I've been in, like the most fanciest buildings in Manhattan, where you're on the same elevator with the janitor, the, the guy that works there. It's like we're all yeah. together. Exactly. Yeah, but there's in a Brazil, law now, right? Yeah, uh, in Brazil, mm -hmm. like it's all the time like that. Like it, yeah. a couple of them, you you interact with these people, which is insane. <laughs> But, you know, like, it doesn't, I feel bad talking yeah. about this, but, yeah. but once you go to Brazil, you'll notice that. Yeah. You'll notice that. And, and it, to me, it doesn't make any sense doesn't because, make, like, we're yeah. so, the miscegenation in our country is insane. Like, we're, but, but still, like, people are prejudicial about, you know, like, black people and, like, people from the Northeast. And there's always, like, these jokes. And, and like, I would hear, like, people around me since I was a kid saying, like, um, expressions yeah. and like oh there had to be a black guy oh it should be like the guy the guy from the northeast and now I grow up and I'm like dude that's fucking awful mm -hmm. right. and like it's yeah. it's it's insane so Brazil it is definitely a very racist country it is a very uh, discriminatory I don't know if that word yeah. exists yeah discriminatory uh, towards poor people and people from the northeast. We, we still have too, a in a sense. Everybody spread out like in different sections. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. For um, sure. I mean, the only reason I, I mean, I don't, I, I love Brazil. You know, yeah. don't get me wrong. Me too. It's I love like, my country. It's, it's incredible. Like I, when I'm not there, I feel that I'm missing home. You know, yeah. in a sense. And but I just definitely felt it with a lot of things. You know, as far as where it's just like I don't think the people I knew who weren't black had witnessed you yeah. know like i got pulled over like four or five times just exactly. being in a taxi i never saw a black taxi people. yeah because yes, they either thought i was kidnapping the driver exactly or oh something God, and dude. they had this you know living off of like different stereotypes and perceptions was very strong there you know they had nicknames for a lot of different things and and i, I love the definition of words where words come from yeah. And I love studying that. And I was always like, where did that word come from? Is that indigenous word, Portuguese word, or Italian? You know, because yeah. there's so many mix of people there. But a lot of it stemmed from the Portuguese were there and these really harsh, racist terminology exactly. for certain things. I was like, it's coming from that, you know, yeah. like, from the roots of it. So it's really been there and I felt it strong. You know, I was like, why are they pulling us over? And guns out. Get out of the car! And it's just like, whoa! Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm just like, uh, here's my passport, and they're just like, not even like, oh, sorry or anything, just like, Shh. yeah. And, and then, it's like, yeah. I, I, I read like lots of of, I follow lots of pages that discuss this uh, uh, the 
the black community issues in Brazil. And there are like many stories like like for and they, they give like some examples. Like if you're a white guy running on the street, you're probably just late for work. If you're a black guy running on the street, you stole something. Police will pull you over. Wow. Dude. Yeah. Like, you can't even know, go jogging. I mean, you no, go jogging. No, no. Yeah. They would think something's really wow. weird. Exactly. Oh, I mean, it was because I never saw black people in taxis or in like typical like not even an expensive restaurant or something. It would just be like no families there. Exactly. Hanging, you know, it was like really weird. I was like, hmm, because I would be the only black person there. Yeah. So then I was just like, wow, that's weird. Um, like going into a place and then sometimes it was just like, oh, what do you what do you need? And it's just like, I, I came here to eat, you know, and they're just like, and <laughs> yeah. then somebody would be like, shh, shh, oh, he's in this band or something. They're like, oh, he's American. The whole demeanor. Yeah. And then when change. you say it's American, yeah. oh, yeah, everything mm-hmm. would just like change and, and up. And the weird thing is bec- uh, that it <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. It's because the majority of people in Brazil are black people. Gotcha. Yeah. You know, like, so That's it doesn't make like. any sense. But, but but I think we're slowly. Like oh, breaking no, no. There's all this. A, yeah. What I was going to say, the light side, the upside of this yes. is like when I got there, nobody wanted to talk about this. Yes. Because I would bring exactly. it up and people like, nah, dude, it's economic. Yeah. No, it's not. It's what year are we talking? Two, 1999. Okay. Yeah. A whole different world. Okay. Yeah. Like people are like, ah, no, that doesn't exist. And I was like, oh, all right. No, no. <laughs> yeah. I was like, it, it does. It, it does. Like, <laughs> it kind of does. Like, Trust me, it does. I'm coming from one of the most racist countries in the world. I know it when I see yeah, it. Exactly. You know, so, but they're just like, ah, it's like a denial, but it's great to see people coming out now and speaking a lot more because it kind of had the attitude, everyone kind of there had this attitude of like, don't rock the boat. Mm. You know, like, ah, I don't want to rock the boat, you know, just kind exactly. of, and, and becoming, like you said, comfortable in that sense. Mm-hmm. But I looked at other places around South America and other places, and and they were like in the street, you know, were certain things like really like protesting. Yeah, crazy. like Argentina, Chile, Chile yeah. Pep. And in Brazil, like we usually already have, it's part of our character to be, yes. you know, like more chill. Ah, that's ah, not it's too, okay. So it it, it <laughs> took a while, but now yeah. things are, are slowly yeah. progressing. And we talk about this. Yes. But there's still a long way to go. Yeah. And that's also a thing that I try to do on my socials, like talking about this stuff. Awesome. And like showing support yeah. and being an ally and and that's it. But, yeah. but even, even yeah. In, in metal, there's a lot of this too. So we talk talking about that. Yeah. 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 It's, and it's I didn't realize it until getting into it. I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I was just like, wow, that really exists. Yeah, and, and being a woman in metal too, as well. Oh, that's a whole different. <laughs> I mean, do you feel like there's like, uh, and you're being a black black man in metal, but be also being a woman too. Like, feel like, do you have to always prove yourself? Definitely. Yeah. Since, since <laughs> even to this day. Yeah. yeah. Like <laughs> since, <laughs> exactly, no doubt that yeah. yeah. Um, every time I climb on stage, th- it it varies from place to place, but generally speaking, I always feel like I have to perform like doubly for for yeah. people to you know like understand our worth and the thing is i i we get that are specific like it, it's it's going nice right now like it, it's we're doing better and better with people yeah. accepting that um oh yeah us women are gonna be in the metal scene <laughs> yeah but um 
there's still like specific struggles and, and situations that only us girls know. Like, for example, mansplaining on stage all the fucking time. I'll, <laughs> I'll like prepare uh, my, I've been, I've been, you know, like touring extensively for like oh, wow. 12 years now. Yeah. And, uh, you know, like I'll always be open to tips and, and, you know, like, Hey, suggestions. Yeah. But like, I, kind of know how to do my thing you yeah. know? so happens all the time i prepare my mic stand and it's low because you i have my stage pose uh, with like spray legs and stuff like that <laughs> and so many times it happened that i was like ready to sing and then the mic was here and i was like oh thank you for adjusting <laughs> yeah and then i could the not, microphone was i much basically higher. had to do like lemmy all the time like oh, because the microphone was like that and also like so here's the volume button mm. on the amp i was like oh thank you like uh, yeah so wow. this is if you want what do you like like punch heavy <laughs> or like, i was like dude i don't want to be rude but <laughs> i got this so it happens all the time mm. happens lo all the time us being blocked from getting in our own dressing rooms because we're assumed as groupies and not what? as the musicians. What? It happens all the. It happened once here on, and during this tour already. Like we were literally on stage sound checking, and the security was like, uh, um, went towards our guitarist. She was like, "Where's your laminate?" And she was like, "Oh, it's an event." He was like, "You cannot be here without a laminate." She was like, "I'm literally stage. sound checking." It was like <laughs> nothing I could do. I was like, "Dude, really? We're fucking late. Like, give us a break. Like, wow, you can man. ask if and and the thing is, uh, if you ask like if another uh, if a guy from the tour says and validates, so she is in a band. They're like, "Oh, cool. So you need the guy to oh, validate man. we're done." And it man. happens like. It it happens everywhere. Like it happened in Brazil several times. It happened in a in a big festival in Mexico. Like we needed to call our producer and like some guys from other bands were like, they're in a band. The guy, nope, they're with the bands. They're not in the band. I'm like, wow. oh, <laughs> it happened in the in Europe so many times. So this is a thing that people can't uh, don't usually stop to think about. But yeah, we get yeah. prevented from being in our own dressing room sometimes because people assume we're with the bands and we're not the band. So, wow, man. Yeah, so there's lots of stuff. And, like, one thing that I, I started noticing after I left Nervosa is that there's this whole pressure towards uh, women in the metal scene that you don't see or you see in, like, way lower levels towards guys. For example regarding appearance like mm -hmm. we, we always like we're judged it doesn't matter how we look like right. if if um i'm like super produced well she just want to be cute because she want to draw attention for you know like if you're mm. just like i am today oh she needs to put like guy clothes to show she's like a rebel so it doesn't matter how you so look lose, or what lose. you do. Oh, it's yeah. like there's yes, no yes. way. <laughs> yeah. And, that sucks. And also another thing, like comparison. I remember mm. oh, yeah. like, <laughs> of course, there's right. there's comparison with like all big bands, like, yeah, you yeah. know, like Sepultura and like Angra right. in Brazil. Yeah. But like the way I saw when I left Nervosa, I had never seen anything like that. I was tagged daily in like instagram polls like who's the best one fernanda or diva satanica who used to be the new singer for okay. nervosa like every fucking day like comparing women mm, which yeah, society yeah. 
does, you right. know, like yeah. uh, once in a while. And there's always like this this hyper vigilance on women on the metal scene. They're always paying attention on our every move. So oh. it's hard. Not that I fucking care. <laughs> I don't fucking. <laughs> I was gonna care. ask you. Do you care? Do you let it bother you? Do you like? No, I mean, um, um, I have anxiety disorder, and yeah. this it can be like does it not help. Yeah, this does not <laughs> right. help. So if I'm not very, uh, if I'm not very doing very well emotionally here and there. It can bother me a little bit more than usual, but when I'm like in my element, I'm, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. I do the opposite okay. as what they're saying. Like, I love you know, that. like, yeah, yeah. And I'm not doing that to be a rebel. It's just because, like, dude, go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm, do you let comments and stuff like that bother you? If there's uh, something negative or something? It or? used to, okay. but I've been doing this for so long now that I, I, I have th uh, three. Uh, moods when I'm reading comments nowadays. First one is like ignoring. Second is was is like blocking. Like instantly, I'm like, ah, I'm not in a mood for that. Block you. <laughs> and second and third one is like mocking. Like the mm. guy. Um, let me see one of the comments. You respond sometimes. Sometimes, but always in a mocking way. I Otherwise, because I've learned from experience that the more. You answer the more it feeds the hate. Totally, yeah. Because haters feed from attention because yes. they lack they attention. They just want your attention. Absolutely. So whenever you you answer them, they're like, "Okay, I got, got them. Got I yeah. know what bothers her." Yes. So they'll keep on doing that, and when you like so indifference is is the thing, like because uh, when you are indifferent to something, it really it really means like you don't fucking care. Yeah. And <laughs> haters feel that, and then I, I was trying this social experiment with social media for a while and then i just noticed like the more you answer even when you're trying to explain or correct something it, it always Dude. yeah yeah you so, never win an uh, argument on the internet or anything you respond yeah. to anything they'll screenshot it they'll flip it yeah everything yeah. man so i'll rather ignore block or yeah. joke about I it. I love like that, mock man. Them. Yeah. I love And then they usually things. delete their comments when I'm mocking them. Blocking <laughs> feels yeah. so good, though. It's so it's good. so powerful. It's just like liberating because <laughs> first, firstly, I thought like, no, if, if I'll block them, they'll know I care. And I was like, no, if I block them, like even if they want to, they will not have access to me because there are our secret fans. Haters are Facts. secret fans. Like they, so true. They get, yeah. they get triggered by something they really appreciate in us that they lack in themselves, which is pretty sad because like hate can only come from a dark place, yeah. you know, yeah. like from a, uh, so. And they follow us. They follow us. <laughs> which I don't understand that, that. No. They're awesome promoters. They do some <laughs> awesome promotion <laughs> of the band. And yeah, I, I tell true. them that yeah. like sometimes when they are like sharing Good like promo. an article <laughs> on my band, I was like, yo, dude, thanks for the promotion, for the free promotion. <laughs> thanks for the free press. And like they leave the comment and they leave the post. Yeah. Because um, that's what it is. Because like not everyone is like, um blocked minded like them so yeah. basically when they're sharing like or talking about a band at least one person is gonna be wow why is he talking such bad things about it let me check yeah. that up and they'll be like oh that's actually a good band so yeah, yeah. free promotion yeah. thank you haters i, I love, I love you all <laughs> you check oh, yeah. you check your dms too 
That's a whole different word <laughs> right now. You must get some crazy yeah, because oh. and like just dudes like trying yeah, to kick it or yeah. shoot yeah. their shot to you yeah. and shit like that. Before we move on with this, can I interrupt for a second? I sure. really need to pee. Me too. Oh, good. <laughs> Me too. I'm like dying. I'm gonna, I'm gonna pause. I'm into like so lots of back from our pee break. Yeah. Oh. You into what? Cold things? No. <laughs> Cold plunges? No. No, no, definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, uh, no, I love like meditation and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. But this thing, it's something I still oh. like. We're going to show it to you after. It's, it's pretty gnarly, man. As long as you don't throw me there. <laughs> no, we never do that. <laughs> All right, so now, now we're talking about DMs. direct messages to the listeners. Yeah, the deep. Uh, uh, dark. Deep, <laughs> dark, dark side, deep web. I'm sure your DMs shit. are different from uh, our DMs. Yeah. <laughs> okay, let's start by what kind of DMs do you get? Let's well, see. it's interesting. I was going to say something about I've been married for 28 years. I've been married the whole time. I've been, my, I've been married the whole time in my band. People know my wife is a badass and one not to be fucked with. I've never got a DM where it was like, "Yo, like a girl trying to kick it to me." Somebody, right. might, somebody might heart something or like say like cute, just say something, but not nobody ever tried to ever kick it to me, ever shoot their shot. They know I'm married. I sing about my wife. I sing about my son. Yeah, that's I'm, I'm a fan. I'm, I'm a family person. You know what I'm saying? I, I get it. No and disrespect I, to my DMs like that. Yeah, but but I, me not being married and. And having uh, a girlfriend at times, word. Um, I found that the if I were getting a message from a woman, they were extremely respectful. Yeah. Okay. Totally point out the fact that I have like a girlfriend. Okay. <laughs> you know, be like, oh yeah, I, I you know, your girlfriend is beautiful. Or, <laughs> and then, oh, they know, say that about my wife. Your yeah, wife's yeah, beautiful. You know, yeah, and yeah, just yeah, like yeah. putting in, just to make sure that they know that. They're not hitting on me. That's not, that's and, not and why it, they're there. Right. They're yeah. not there for that. Yeah. And so it's like straight away understanding that. And that's like a small percentage of DMs. 95 to 98% of my DMs are from dudes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and they're just, you know, people are just fans of the band. So, and they're nothing like too crazy. I mean, some of them just really want that response. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, we're not going to be doing this like for... You yeah, know, I understand. Back, you know, this back and forth. Like, I will respond every now and then, like, oh, that's cool, bro. Thank you. But then it gets into, like, you know, my cat today. Like, what's going on, my friend? You know, and it's <laughs> like, I don't even do that with my friends, like, right that much. Exactly. You know, yeah. Yeah. So I don't it, even talk to my mom that often, you know, like, what's up? Now for a woman singing in the yeah. band. Oh, yeah. The, the <laughs> amazing <laughs> underworld of DMs. It's a whole different world. Wow, it's a whole really? di- it's a whole different world. Like we get okay. Let's start with the. And do you compare this with the other bandmates or other? Women? Yeah, we're okay. always discussing okay. this and like sending each other screenshots and stuff like that. And the bullshit starts on comment sections from videos in YouTube on YouTube. You okay. can it can it starts from there. Uh, but we can also, like, for example, in Luana's drumming videos, like my drummer's videos, you will see lots of comments like, you should play barefoot. I would like to see those cute feet and, and mm. stuff like that. And like, oh, I like the shorts. She's literally like using like biker shorts and stuff like that. Oh, I love those legs. And like, so the comments start okay. there. But on DMs, we get like all sorts Pictures, of stuff. probably everything, man. Oh, yeah. I got really? Catherine Scowl mentioned in the podcast. People send her things like that. It's okay. so disrespectful. Um, we get <laughs> lots like, of, first of all, like weird invitations. Like, hey, I want to go out to dinner and then do stuff to you after. Yeah. <laughs> weird <laughs> shit. And also, that's that's the lightest. I said, we'll start with the lightest. The, the, 
the last thing I want to say, you'll probably get embarrassed by, but, uh, but I think it's important <laughs> to say that here. Just so, you know, like, guys, please get better on your DMs <laughs> towards, you know, like girl bands. But we also get like dick pics all yeah. the fucking time. Like Damn. all the time people all still the do the time. that shit? Dick pics, yeah. and you know, like but all it's the coming time. from their account. Like it's like you're gonna know who it is. I like, know. Yeah, and also like, what accounts. do you uh. expect? Wow, such a nice dick pic. Yeah, I'll hang out with you. Like, <laughs> right. no, you got me. Yeah. Oh yeah. Let's do it. Let's ride that. No, I'm definitely not gonna do that. I'm like you, or like, dude, are you sure you're sending me that? You know, like, uh, ever dick respond pics. any? Of, ever respond to any of that shit? No. No, yeah, no, because that. exactly, I don't want them right. to know fuck I that. saw that. So I even leave them on, on red, you know, like once yeah. I notice it's dick pics. And you know when it's a dick pic. <laughs> it's like random guy, <laughs> user, <laughs> one, two, three, four, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Ah, so it's not Yeah, the, the nickname, user, one, no two, profile three, four. Yeah, no yeah, profile yeah, yeah, no pic. Profile picture, dick pic, definitely. So <laughs> lots of dick dude. pics and lots of requests, like people actually um, willing to be paying for like, feet pictures all the time like there's wow. a feet I gotta get my feet game in the yeah order, man. I feet mean culture if they probably <laughs> saw mine they would regret <laughs> asking for feet pictures because mine looks like it was ran over by a truck so <laughs> but still, underground like, foot fetish people yeah there's lots of them and like some other fetish like I, I got nothing against like fetishes yeah, but no, you know yeah, like right, right. I don't want to read about Whatever that on my people. yeah, yeah. No, you know like definitely there's, nothing there's there's um groups for that and there's right, you know yeah. like but not like i'm there for my music i don't want so i get like lots of yeah and the worst we got actually and we collectively got this one actually me and the drummer from the same guy we got a video of the guy like pleasuring himself oh while listening to our music and oh like God, actually dude. getting there and showing the result. And we were like, oh, oh dude. my God. Wow. Dude. Yeah. And also I, I got random weird pics. There was a guy like literally taking a picture of him with his uh, finger in his asshole. Oh. And I was like, I don't get the idea, but well. That was so weird. What do they want to do with the one? The guy, <laughs> so the guy know. jerking off to your music. What do they want to do to do What's with that? What's the plan? This is cool. What's We're gonna the repost. plan? Like, what am I gonna do with a picture Jeez. of literally the guy fingering his own ass? I'm uh, like, dude, why? Why do I want to see that? Yeah. Like, cool, man. Have a good time. Thank you. Jeez. Yeah. What a nice way to start my day. But I just yeah. know they're expecting people to be like, yo, wow, that's. That's hot. We like you. Come to our show. Put you on the guest list. We would meet you. It's like we're you. saying, you know, the response. They want that response. They do, you know, man. That attention. Or but with these guys, I'm never wanna. Uh, I'm never willing to do that. I'm these guys. I'm not responding, Dude, even if it is for joking. And the weird thing is, like, we get those like weekly, and sometimes I exposed, I, I expose them on, really? on my like, stories, and then I get blocked for from wow. exposing them ah, so right, instagram right. it's not like able yeah. to blo uh, block people from sending me this kind of weird ass content right but if i try to expose them i'm blocked yeah so right, it's right. so weird but yeah guys please do better you know like with do your better DM, do better learn with the girls like they're always respectful and you know always. like my, my boyfriend Jordy. is from the music scene in brazil like people know him you know, like, and still I get weird ass DMs and, you know, like my dad 
is a metalhead. He's there on the internet. He reads like lots of awful shit about uh, me. Uh, uh, like and like man. yeah, this girl fucks guys in order to get tours and stuff like that. Uh. Oh, that's another thing. Like uh, us girls, like never is our hard work. Never it's hard always hard. fucking everyone. Right. Yeah. God, man. Who <laughs> just like to make up shit or create their own narrative about people or ba- you know what I mean? Absolutely. Like, it's just sad. It's sad. It's sad. Like, and I'm also sad for these people too. I mean, yeah. really, yeah. A lot of them are extremely lonely. Obviously, in a dark place. Yeah, very dark place. And for them, like, they may not want to response. Yeah. Like, if I do this video and send it, that's a turn on for them. I'm just gonna send it to them. They see me. Yeah. You know what I mean, yeah. I, I I won. They saw it. You know right. what I mean? Or like, it's ultimately they see me. That's yeah. the thing, and that's sad because yeah. you know, like, um. There's sick people out there, you know, like sick. I mean, like mentally ill, Absolutely. like me. I'm, I have the anxiety disorder mm-hmm. and these people would need help, you know, like and mm-hmm. instead they're doing whatever they can to, you know, like draw attention or whatever. And that's that's actually sad. It's it's funny to tell the stories because they're creepy. It's crazy. But right, right. have you ever been down, completely in fear like have you mm. had any stalker type things? Right. Or just like, yeah. Uh-oh. yeah, I've I've re- I've got a couple of death threats already because of my political views. You know, wow. like against Bolsonaro, that right. president we had. Yeah, right. yeah. So and and I tend to lean toward you know like uh, left wing and stuff mm-hmm. like that politically, and. Like I had, I I get lots of hate for that in Brazil. So I got a couple of death threats. Wow. So that got me worried a little Mm -hmm. bit. Um, But yeah, usually like sometimes um, we get like we bump into some weirdos at shows. Right. And I'm I'm always like you know like I I let our TM know like hey stick around yeah just watch and like. And, and there are some crazy situations too. Like there, we have a friend, a fan, that uh, for some reason, like once I was, I was posting about like, oh, I love cooking and stuff like that. Oh, you know, man. like mainly, mm-hmm. probably like showing a vegan recipe yeah. and stories. And he assumed that I really, really loved cookies, uh, uh, cooking. And then he started gifting me knives on tour. And the first time I got, which I love, I love yeah. getting gifts on right, tour. Right, and right. They, he was gifting me like some nice knives, right, which right. I still have uh, nowadays. But the first time it happened, like we were in the dressing room. He had like literally a bag of gifts. And I was like, oh, that's cute. And I was there. And then he takes this knife out. I was like, I, I remember thinking like, okay, that's it. Thank you. I love life so far. And I remember oh, like man. trying to get my abs like <laughs> tough because I was like, maybe if he stabs me. So I was talking to him, to him like, because yeah. I, I thought that maybe the muscles would <laughs> absorb the impact of the knife. Oh I was my like, God, dude. but in the end, it was just like showing like, and this side of the, I was like, oh yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah sure 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 and then my tm was like oh that's fucked up it was Holy afraid shit. Wow. but yeah we get uh weird stuff on tour sometimes like oh, but man. more funny stuff than than like yeah crazy stuff damn yeah, i need some cooking knives and i would be i don't know if i'd be oh you said it right now somebody's gonna hear you first time i was like i was afraid yeah, I can understand like, that would be really locking terrifying. my ass but wow yeah but then it was like okay all right and then he would give like other normal stuff like <laughs> actually not that normal he got he got me 
like Brussels sprouts once as a gift because right. I was a vegan. Right. So right. It was Brussels like, was it was random, but it was right. cool. <laughs> Just like raw Brussels? <laughs> yeah. Oh, it wasn't cooked? No. No, oh. no like raw. <laughs> Snacks for the trip. I was like, thank you. <laughs> It's like, oh, you can oh take this. Yeah, it makes sense. I was like, it's healthy. <laughs> <laughs> that's sweet. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> I remember I walked backstage and there's, I can't even remember where it was. But it was like a potato, carrot, cucumber. And I was just like, here's the vegan food here. Oh, and wow, I was like, man. wow. Oh, my boyfriend, like he's here. got some weird like touring stories with like vegan because he's been vegan for like nearly 30 years. Wow. Yeah. So he's got some stories like there. He once told me he was in Europe and it was like a festival in the middle of nowhere. They were driving for forever, that thing. Oh, yeah. And then he got to the place like he was starving. And then there was a huge fire. Like people were, you know, like marshmallows and stuff. And then it was like, okay, what's the dinner? The guy gave him, I swear to God, a stick and a potato and go there to the fire. And then, oh like, my. of course, a potato burned, and then he was eating it raw. It was like, that was fucking That awful. sounds, I can relate to that. That yeah, sounds yeah, totally so on point, man. Yeah, yep. exactly. Like, totally, <laughs> 100% can happen on tour. Oh, yeah. how, how long have you been vegan for now? Um, since 2016, so it's nice. like seven years now. Seven years. And what was your inspiration for that? Um, that was... That's a good question. Yeah, that, that was, like... Um, I'm not going to say I started off the bad way because uh, there's to me, there's no such a thing. If right. you're vegan, it doesn't matter like uh, what led you there. It, it's yeah. just important that you got vegan. That's mm -hmm. it. totally like for the animals. It doesn't right. uh, it's all that matter. Doesn't matter. Yeah, it, it, exactly. So I started actually. <laughs> <laughs> I was dating um actually going out with a guy from Czech Republic. It, yeah. And then uh, <laughs> and then what? Oh, what know, is this? Well, no, no, because well, I understand dating Czechs. Okay, yeah, okay. exactly, okay. exactly. So and uh, he, he was actually working with my previous band for a while. And then he was like, okay, spending vacations in Brazil. And I was like, oh, I'm going to join you. I'm, I'll show you some nice spots. And then I was like, he was vegan. And he was from the punk hard, hardcore scene. And he was vegan, like hardcore vegan. And I was like, um, okay, I'm not going to be eating, you know, like steaks in front of you. I'll, I'll feel bad. Yeah. So I'll be vegan with you during this whole one month trip. And my acid reflux was pretty bad at that time. And I was having like stomach issues and stuff like that. Nothing serious, but you mm -hmm. know, like yeah. it was bothering me, like heartburns all the time. And then one week in being vegan with him, like I was feeling 100% fine. Damn. Like we were doing like hiking, like four or five hour long uh, hike hikes. And I was feeling just great as I had never felt before. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, oh, so that's how it feels like, you know, like having wow. a healthy body. <laughs> so, so that's how it started. That's awesome. Uh, for health reasons. Yeah, totally. And then like the whole, the whole, you know, like the whole understanding about all other. It just starts opening up all the, what it's all yeah, connected to. about like the animals the and the environmental yeah, right. thing. It came like way later and and yeah that's how it started and, and i never went back i never went back it was i i will admit it was really hard in the beginning i'm sure because brazil is yeah. like the meat country I, know. I was gonna say every time i've been to brazil at a restaurant with 
people that weren't vegan, they bring the meat out, they're slicing the meat in front of you on yeah. those big things. With those swords, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm meat on like, swords. I'm just eating like lettuce. I'm like the only guy there with my friends. <laughs> they're slicing it. Lettuce <laughs> and french fries. That is <laughs> french fries. <laughs> so, so it was hard back then it, for sure. It's yeah. hard. And like mainly with the cheese and like yeah. all the awesome desserts we have, they're all non-vegan friendly. So it was tough on the beginning. And I, I have to admit that I... Uh, um, fucked up here and there fucked yeah up you're not there. perfect yeah yeah right. here perfect. and there you're like doing your best man. i was in a dressing room i didn't know like you know like how to advocate advocate for my veganism and ask for stuff so <laughs> there would be yeah. like only cheese pizza i was like oh fuck it i yeah. have to yeah. grab a slice otherwise i'm gonna die like star Dude, so totally. but then like it got easier and nowadays it's fine you know like so we easy have now, man, right? yeah i have the happy cow app Woo! And then, so I know everything vegan around. And have you and noticed that there've been restaurants and places that you, like cities you've gone to in Brazil, that people reach out to you, like plant-based restaurants or vegan restaurants or chefs? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But m mostly, like people who want to take me to these restaurants, That's like cool. random ah. fans and stuff That's like that. Dope. I love right. that. I love that. Right. Always love. I'm always up for that. But. But yeah, it's been way easier now. Yeah. Actually, I found out that actually in Brazil, it's way easier being a vegan. I mean, it's it's easier in the U.S. and, and in Europe because you have like um, plant-based cheese and like everything, everything plant-based. Yeah. So it's it's easy like that in this way. But like for having meals, like Brazilian food, in my opinion, is the best food in the whole world because it's so varied. You yeah. have all sorts of greens, all sorts of. So you just go to those buffets, yeah. you know, like it's and like a buffet, buffet, yeah. yeah. And then you like, it's the easiest for the band nowadays. I'll say like just get us all like the whole band to a buffet and then we'll go there and they'll eat their meat stuff and yeah. I'll have like rice beans, manioc. <laughs> All right. sorts of greens, like different yeah. sorts of greens. Those places where they have the s s sword and, <laughs> and everything, the chascarias. That's where everyone was trying to take me when I first got to Brazil. And, and it's like a traditional spot. Yeah, right? traditional. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then I realized early on there's like a fantastic buffet, like exactly. salad buffets there. Good. Even there, they're amazing. Okay. Yeah. Every vegetable and everything's in season. Okay. So you have everything there and it's fresh. Yeah. So I didn't mind going after why I was just like it was kind of weird at first like yeah I mean I don't like being around it so much it doesn't bother me because I used to eat meat and it's just like oh, I'm not like oh my god get this out of my yeah, face yeah I'm also yes, not like that same but I'm not gonna go there on my own but I'm, I'm just like you know going with the flow of everybody going to where they want to eat and uh and I, I can survive exactly really well there yeah like I, nowadays I I don't get bothered to nah. go in there because I know it's like I'll get good food from yeah. the buffet because they have like artichoke and like asparagus yeah, yeah, yeah. and like everything like palm everything like, fresh yeah. I like how you say buffet uh, buffet <laughs> are you the only vegan buffet. in your band yes are you the only vegan in your band yes same here all three of wow. us all three of us yeah that's amazing all three singers <laughs> yeah. Think about that. yeah my whole my whole life in Those the band like that yeah. weird singers yeah. freaks freaks <laughs> with, with your weird diets and you have weird to like diet. oh yeah the tons of jokes like <laughs> All the same, time. dude. And and that's the thing. Like usually, at least in Brazil, I don't know how it is. Like, uh, no, actually, from abroad, uh, abroad, I mean, like outside of Brazil, because I get comments in English there too on my posts about veganism. And the thing is, <laughs> everyone talks like vegans are so like oh annoying. They're always trying to get you into being vegan. Never saw a vegan 
commenting about I prefer my lettuce in a post about a steak, but every time I post any That's vegan facts. food, I oh, get yeah. like a hundred comments like facts. I rather be eating my my Hamburger. cattle. Right. I I rather be eating my chicken. It's so ha, corny. Ha, ha. It's very, Shit's so corny and so yeah. fucking played and out. And and I was <laughs> so over that. It happens right. all I the really time. Like, do you really yeah. think this is funny? Not it's not even funny. It's I like know, it's, it's funny, not dude. even it's, funny. Yeah, Most it's not even funny. funny. So and that's always like if vegans are so annoying, but they are the first ones to go there coming. They cannot see you oh, and now there's a new category of like category about uh, people who want to be against veganism, which is like, you can call a plant-based burger a burger. You can call yeah. like uh, jackfruit meat meat. You can call yeah. like coconut milk milk because it's not, I'm like, what? Yeah, you call animal food. I'm like, why can't and plants I? have feelings? <laughs> plants are alive too. So oh, you call these the are the worst. Plants are living and breathing. <laughs> and suddenly, that what happens too? Like, no one gives a fuck about your health if you're eating like whatever unhealthy foods everyone's like yeah cool the moment you become vegan everyone becomes a nutritionist around you oh, where's right, your yeah. iron protein. how's your b12 how's your protein before like if you eat ate like literally noodles every day it should be fine if you're eating like <laughs> rice beans soy tofu like very balanced food oh you're gonna die you know that right soon so it's i'm like so i don't understand fucking true though. it's very true <laughs> yeah i was like what did everybody become experts yeah know, like, everyone around nutritionists people, people get so um they look at themselves yeah they start thinking about how they what they eat and what, what they put they put in their bodies when they see what you're doing they start questioning what they're doing. They have a guilt to it. You know what I'm saying? Like, There's definitely a guilt complex going on. Totally. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because people get extremely aggressive out of nowhere. So offended. Yeah, and it's offended. so offended. It's like, what? where is this coming so from? You know, it's just like, I'm just going to eat my stuff, man. I didn't say anything. Nothing. You. you know, yeah. it's like, and then these comments come. It's just like, oh, Yeah, <laughs> and jokes. The, like I posted like double bacon cheeseburger, like pr smoked provolone cheese. Actually, it was really good last night. And I started getting the first ones like vegan bacon. Yeah, <laughs> vegan bacon. Like, yeah. What? Why can't I call it vegan bacon? Yeah. Like, is it forbidden? What kind of rule is that? Well, you know, <laughs> language is the most fluid thing out there. So, yeah. get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> Let me eat my vegan bacon in peace. Do you sing about it now in songs? Talk about animals and stuff, or now? No, I yeah. never did. Like, yeah. um. I probably could have when I was like in 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 Nervosa, my previous yeah. band, because it was more about like this Bratis song and, and yeah. stuff like that. But um, I feel like it's, I get this uh, asked a lot, also about like feminism and stuff like yeah. that. But I'm I'm an advocate for this stuff on my social media a lot right. already, yeah. you know. Like so, I try to take turns on on what. Yeah. You know, like, so, and also, like, in my band, not everyone is vegan. Totally. You know, yeah, like, so, yeah. uh, so I want to make sure I write about stuff that they also Represents feel, all of you. Yeah. Same, yeah. So, um, so, yeah, that's basically, that. yeah. But, but on my socials, I'm very active about all these yeah. other stuff that I don't write about in my lyrics. That's cool. Yeah. Was Nervosa, was that your first band you were in? No, no. Before Nervosa, I had other, like, it was the first successful band that got me, you know, like, touring abroad and releasing uh, records under a label. And yeah. so not 
that there's a measurement for success, but you know what I, know I what mean. What you're saying, yeah, yeah. But I had um, I had other bands before, like I think like three or four. And curious enough, I was noticing this a couple of years back. All of them, all girl. I only played with girls cool, my whole man. life, wow. and it was like. I didn't understand back then what it was, but I internally just felt like, okay, there's many guy bands. I want to play with girls because I want to see more girls in the metal scene. I love that. And then later on, when I understood uh, I was a feminist, I understood where we came from. I was mm -hmm. like, uh, I, I didn't know I was a feminist, but I was. I was like advocating for more women in metal. And yeah. and for a while, I, I like until like, I don't know, like seven years ago, stuff like that. I would not like, yeah, I play with girls only, but it's actually, no, it's an equal scene and we should not, I don't like being called female fronted or all girl bent, but now I do. Mm. To me now it's a flag. I, you know, like. Way I, proudly, yeah. Yeah, because I just explained the struggles, the specific right. struggles yeah. we go through because we're women in metal. So now I, I am a proud uh advocate for women in metal and uh, all 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 female bands yeah all female band and i'm so proud of that and i want to see more of that because we know how to be an all-female band in the road it's very specific so i i'm very comfortable with the terminology nowadays. yeah it'd be cool. until it's more equal i'll mm -hmm. i'll use it it'd be cool to jump in a van with an all-girl band and see the day in the life as opposed to how we've been traveling our whole lives. Just Absolutely. Like the different things they do or eat or go to or, I don't know, get ready for the show. I don't know. It'd be kind of cool just to see that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. it's Different um, perspective. I like that. We do, like, we feel, um, for us, it's normal. We don't do, like, men, except for the makeup. But, you know, yeah. like, black metal guys, they're also putting makeup on. Yeah. So it's uh, true. in a different way. So um, it's basically the same thing. Um it's really the conversation probably different or the, maybe the music <laughs> you're listening to or what are you guys doing your days off usually? Um, it depends on us girls. Like mm. we, we all have very different characters. I'm mm. the most adventurous one. Okay. So I always like to, you know, like walk, even if it's just a walk, I, I want to feel the CD and mm -hmm. you know, like how things work on that particular CD. And of course, like going like, for example, find a good food spot too. Yeah, yeah definitely. definitely. <laughs> I'm always going for the vegan <laughs> restaurants and, finding out new joints and stuff um but also like i love nature so i'm always finding a nice park around or like and for example the day before our show in in new york i'm gonna go to uh, there's gonna be a day off i'm gonna Where's go show to in new york when what, what venue what venue you know uh, uh great gramercy gramercy, gramercy, gramercy theater. theater great yeah, great yeah. spot it's great gonna spot. be nice yeah. great spot and um a day before uh, my boyfriend will be here in the U.S. Nice. and we'll oh, go nice. to Six Flags Adventure there Ooh. in New Jersey. Yeah. So that's how I enjoy cool. days off. So it really depends on 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 each of us, but it's I I would say it's basically the same things as guys. And I feel I notice when we are on tour with other people, guys get way more uncomfortable <laughs> than we do. Because, you know, like, they don't want to be disrespectful, which is uh, cute, right, you know? Right. Like, it's, it's <laughs> right. really nice. Intimidated, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the whole other side from the finger-in-the-ass picture. Yeah, yeah On the yeah, DM, yeah. it's uh, on tour, like, with most of the bands we've been. Oh, I remember a couple of stars. <laughs> 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 um, but usually, the guys are very All respectful. respectful. Yeah, yeah, and, like... They're like, oh, I don't know how to approach. Or they're walking they're on eggshells around them. Yeah, right. yeah. Right. And I, I understand where that comes from, and I really appreciate that. But we always say, like, hey, chill. It's fine. We're, you mm -hmm. know, like, 
yeah. I, I'll give you the 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 I'll give you room for you know like doing whatever you want to do like in a chill way you don't need to yeah. be walking in eggshells and stuff like that and but i also got a message one of these days like i doubt you girls fart on these rvs i was just We're gonna say this right now that like you guys fart burp and burp and shit like everybody else does of course you know I mean? like <laughs> we can do that a lot me and luana we're like <laughs> atomic bombs but luana our drummer yeah, oh, like wow. give me some chickpeas and I'll give oh, you some man. nice atomic fart. <laughs> but like our drummer, it's insane. Wow, like I really? don't, she's uh, uh, and uh, lactose intolerant, Ooh. so those farts are like damn. She get blown up she right now. The podcast, yeah. she's like still on the dairy, like uh, yeah, but uh, way less. Like she's okay. always like whenever I buy like oat milk or oat yeah. ice cream and like almond or whatever, she always prefers right. to but have see, that with me. But you me. girls can hang. You're like yeah, we do the same shit. Yeah, so. of course. But then I remember a nice story. <laughs> I was, I was meditating on the in the van. And then I was, I was like out. far, far away and I needed to instantly came back because like Luana farted so bad right next to me <laughs> that it got in my meditation. I was like, what the fuck? Was she? Was like, I'm sorry. So we do yeah, fart oh in God. case you have doubt. If women fart, oh, we do fart a lot. <laughs> so it's fine. You but got <laughs> what I was mentioning on this is a, a side weird story but that's why i said like usually most of the bands are like really respectful towards us but sometimes it happens stuff like it happened once on tour with me and i will not mention the band yeah yeah whatever we don't need that um but um there's this um toilet in in the tour buses uh, where you can't only number you know, one like, throw yeah only number one you and can't you can't throw it. exactly no and there was none of that stuff nothing yet and there was like this big uh chunk of like paper with blood on it and it was like clogging the thing but it was uh, you could see because you know like <laughs> i get my period every month <laughs> so i know how it you know so i could see it was like from someone who cut their fingers or whatever okay and then the guy from one of the uh, the, mm. the, the the bands came to me and like you know you can't do that and i was like why do you think it was us i mean who are the only ones who get their periods in this bus? I was like, do you want to check if I have my period on? I literally said that. And it was like, no, no, no. I was like, so don't assume that. It was probably one of your roadies that were like, you know, like doing whatever. Yeah. And then yeah. just because I, I get my periods every month, which is something, you know, like, it's not that cool if you want to know. Like you come, <laughs> if you you want to tell me that I'm clogging, you're like, oh, go sleep, you know. But yeah. I actually told him like, you want to check? I can try. But it's you get this kind of thing too on Twitter. Totally different subject. Uh, have you always played bass and sang? Mm. No, that's a very good question. I, uh, as I mentioned, I started. It's very difficult uh, to play and sing. It is. I can't imagine. I can't imagine doing that. Yeah. It is, to be honest. And I don't think we. And I, I started advocating for this a couple of days ago. I was like, no, you know, we don't get, we don't get praised for that much because it's not easy. You know, <laughs> like people who can sing and play it's not easy and and it's not something you do once and you're fine for the rest of your life every new record we have it's a struggle you know like because Mm. uh, while you're practicing the songs is always like (laughs) this fucking part i just (laughs) kind of it is hard so so yeah i i started off like singing 
with my clean vocals and then i started play bass simultaneously but in all my previous bands before nervosa i would only play the bass guitar and i loved doing that but then on my band before nervosa i would i i would uh do backing vocals too and that was basically just screaming (laughs) and uh in nervosa when we got the band together um i was looking for uh a drummer and a guitarist and they were a guitarist and a drummer looking for a bassist and a singer. So we joined forces and, wow. and I was like, I mean, I'm not a singer, but I can try and sing until we get like, you know, someone who can actually sing. But then they liked, and then we, we, I started doing that. Yeah. Uh, and it was tough on the beginning. It right, was really yeah. tough. You can see my, my stage performance. If you see like old videos from Nervosa, it's very limited because mm-hmm. I was still, getting comfortable with that. But now I develop my own technique, which is like, I really learned the song by heart, like separately bass guitar. It needs to be like, mm, right. Uh, yeah, and, and, and voice also like the, the vocal line. So uh, when I have both of them really memorized, that's when I blend yeah. both because it mm. gets easier. So on the difficult bass parts, I put the vocals on automatic mode on autopilot and then focus on bass guitar. When there's a, long scream or more complicated more demanding part on vocals and i put the bass on autopilot yeah so that's how i i do it and it gets easier with time but it's always going to be a struggle with new songs because it it takes a while it's different you know like it, it's it's not easy but that's that's how i do it i just memorize it like uh, as much as i can and then i'll i'll just blend them and in mm-hmm. the best way i can and also what i started doing because when i was playing bass guitar only i would you know like do lots of more elaborate stuff and when i started going more professionally into singing and playing at the same time i d- started dividing my my you know like my live performance into three parts 33 percent vocals 33 percent bass and 33 percent performance wow so i try and balance this a lot and uh so my vocal lines they're very simple my bass guitar lines they're very simple like the basics mm-hmm. but all of them together they you know like they complement each other well yeah, yeah because yeah. i i gotta get i'd rather and i have nothing against whoever you know like uh, d- does that but i to me it wouldn't work if i did like many complicated stuff on bass and then i would have to be like just there standing because i i like to you want to go off yeah 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 and do (laughs) and for that you gotta do sample unless you're you practice a lot which i don't so (laughs) (laughs) and you're playing with your fingers yeah. 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 And I can even hold a pick properly because I learned that Play, from my yeah, dad. Yeah, from Steve Harris. Yeah, yeah. And from my, Pops. Yeah. My, from Pops. Dad, yeah. <laughs> my dad loves Steve Harris. Steve Harris was playing Famous with his fingers. fingers. So it was something natural. I Robert learned how to play like that. Pahilio. Oh, he does too, right? right? Yeah, man. Yeah. He's I, a badass too. I, oh, he's... <laughs> when him and Suicidal Tendencies is like... They played here last night. Really? And his yeah. son plays in the band now. Oh. I know. Nice. His son's he's, he's a ripper a too, man. That's he's, amazing. He's <laughs> do you have any rituals you do before you go on stage? Um, yeah, less than I should too. But um, usually I have more rituals to deal with anxiety. Mm. Not, I don't have stage fright or anything okay. like that. 
but some, but I don't like waiting. I don't like standing still. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, like touring is basically waiting. It's all, all day long. long. All <laughs> about <laughs> waiting. All day long. All man. about waiting. So hurry up and wait. Yeah. Hurry up and wait. That's it. So I'm like, I, it, it's hard for me to deal with it because I'm very energetic. I'm always yeah, like doing yeah, stuff. Yeah, good energy. And so being there, sitting in the dressing room, it, it, it's, it's rough, hard. Man. So I, yeah. Uh, with my therapist, it got better because she helped me like making a list of stuff that can help me out. So sometimes I'm, g- I'm going to meditate. Sometimes I'll just be jumping and, you know, mm-hmm. doing the and uh, sometimes Jumping I'll jacks. just by yeah, listening to my favorite songs and stuff yeah. like that. So, so Beyonce. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> of course, like formation. OK, ladies, now let's get in for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> and then okay, I'll slay. <laughs> I'll slay. <laughs> so this kind of this this kind of yeah. stuff uh, is more of a ritual than like actually getting ready w- for bass and and for vocals because again all I do is very simple. Sometimes, yeah. of course, when it's too cold, I I do some warm up yeah. and for vocals, like I uh, my main ritual is like of course resting a lot, but hydration. Like so I, important. I I drink like at, before the show at least like two bottles of, of water during the show th- yeah. two three b- bottles of water after the show and then I'm gonna be peeing every ten minutes for like five hours after the <laughs> <Yeah>. show. <laughs> and Toby, you're the same way. You drink a lot before the show or during the show. During the show, I have maybe one to two bottles, but mostly two, I, dr- I drink two a, bottles. I drink a lot after, though. To be honest, man. Oh, yeah, yeah, me too. But I, I do drink some leading up to you, but I don't want to have to go pee before I play. I always have to That's go pee before I play. Me too. <laughs> I always have to go. About what other people are doing. But I usually, I'm drinking maybe three or four sips of water Damn, during the whole bro, show. That's crazy. That's insane. I can't drink half a bottle of water on stage or I have horrible cramps. Damn. Oh. Because you know, like yeah. you're using. Okay. I was drinking the bubble water in Europe on stage oh, sometimes. Absolutely not. I, I would why. just be like, be burp, this next yeah, song I, is would, <laughs> I was burping on stage. I like it though. I don't know. It was something di- di- no, refreshing as hell. As much as I want to, I'm like, <laughs> and it sounds cool on microphone. Like, oh, that's yeah. true. Been, this next song. How many years you been a full time musician now? Full time. Like your last? Was your last real job? I was teaching English. I was teaching English. I know my English is not the best one, but I could still, I could still teach. You know, like basic, intermediate level, Mm -hmm. and I was teaching since I was fifteen to kids. I started teaching like the basics for kids on the school at the school. I was, uh, I actually learned how to um, speak English, and then I was there at that school teaching for like a little over five years, I guess. And then I was doing like private teaching, private privately, private classes. And then I think I only quit teaching around 2018, okay, okay, yeah, 17, yeah. 18, yeah. so a couple some years ago. Yeah, because then like I was full time working for my band Nervosa at the time, and we were able to get like some financial feedback. Yeah, because I mean. When you go to Europe or the U.S. and you come back with the currency, it's good for us because it's, yeah. it's going to be five times that. Yeah, and it's, it's So if you save like so, of course, I don't have ever since I I don't have like a, a very stable financial situation. And also, I can't afford like I I. I don't have like uh, health insurance. I don't have, yeah. uh, you know, like any of these, you know, like I have a tiny motorcycle. I, so I can't afford much, 
but I can live comfortably. Yeah. You know, like still have my box to go and eat on my favorite vegan spots in yeah, Brazil yeah. And, and live a comfortable <laughs> life. Have help my mom a little bit. That's nice. So yeah, if if I can save properly, I can I can do well. And also there's you know, like royalty, yeah, right. and sales royalties money yeah. that in euros and in, in dollars, it's not a lot. But when I convert that to my currency, yeah. it really helps pay a couple Absolutely. of bills That's every nice. every three months, you know. So. What's like average rent in Sao Paulo, like for a one bedroom or something? Oh, man. Compared I don't to even the US. know anymore. Okay. I'll, I'll give you a hint. Like our minimum, because it's hard to say, like if I say that in dollars, you're going to be saying, okay, that's Not fairly cheap. cheap. <laughs> yeah. But comparing to our minimum wage, minimum wage in Brazil, it's going to be uh, in our currency, a thousand reais, which okay. is our, it's, it it's should monthly. be like two. That's oh? a month? Yeah. But the minimum, minimum well, wage. Why is that in US? Because it's nothing, right? Wow. Yeah, that right would be now, like two hundred dollars, okay. but that's minimum. Usually, people live off or like two minimum wages, three minimum wages. That's the average in Brazil. Wow, which would be like six hundred. So hard, yeah. Yeah, but they usually so people usually get like three, uh, three minimum wages, like around three and five thousand reais a month. That would be the average, you know, and then rent is like two thousand reais. A month. So it doesn't make any sense. Wow. It doesn't make any sense. Everything's so expensive in Brazil. I love my country. I feel like I'm like saying lots of bad things about my country. I love Brazil. I would never live anywhere else. Although I love traveling. I love, you know, like love touring the U.S. is so magical. But I love Brazil. I love the people. Yeah. And um, but still like, oh, it's so expensive living in there. Although Sao I Paulo. have, yeah. I've Sao Paulo mainly. Yeah. It's okay. fucked up. Although I felt a difference. I've been to the U.S. seven years ago with Nervosum, and I could really feel the difference here in the U.S. too. Like the, the, the prices of yeah. stuff. I was really surprised because I was coming with a mindset from the other tour, and I was like, oh, damn. It's not like seven bucks to eat anymore. <laughs> it's yeah. like, it's yeah, definitely not. Over. I mean, Taco Bell still, maybe. A vegan not uh, even fast not food. even it's, it's like I, I remember i would spend like five bucks and eat a lot of taco bell not like mm, this anymore and point. last night i spent of course i ate probably like two kilos worth of food last night but i spent like 35 dollars i was like damn that's expensive <laughs> that's crazy <laughs> you break and it down for yeah brazil yeah rule yeah. number one never convert the currency on yeah. your mind mm. when you're if you're a brazilian never do that yeah, because then i would have spent yourself. like over 150 bucks eating i was like no yeah Damn, it's, it's a lot of money that's fucking crazy I mean, you yeah. can eat in brazil i was eating in dollars full buffet all you can eat fresh juice dessert included all you can eat it sounds like a commercial yeah, yeah. <laughs> Seven dollars and fifty cents. Damn, yeah. eight dollars maximum. Maximum, exactly. No That's tip. Crazy. No tip. No tip. No That's the thing that I was shocked when I first got to the to the states, because the tipping we yeah. didn't know, and <laughs> people we were so rude towards us. Like, Yo, you cheap bastards! <laughs> yeah, get like, back here! And they're like, what? What? The, yeah. the cab driver when we arrived, like our, our uh, first thing in the U.S., like we were we played seventy 
K, that cruise, like oh, the metal seven, cruise. Yeah. 70,000 tons of metal. Yeah, of metal. metal. And then like we took a cab there and we had lots of suitcases and instruments and the guy was helping us out. Mm -hmm. And then we, how was it, how much was the ride? Here. And he was like, thanks. I'll, I helped you carrying the bag and you're not tipping me. I was like, are we supposed to? And we didn't know. Yeah. And we were like, we were at the rainbow bar too, like uh -huh. once on the beginning. And Oh boy, How yeah. much is the check? That and then we pay. Now the girls, the she was like out of her mind and discussing with the other guy, Ooh. and we were like, "Did we so, did we do something wrong?" And then she was like, "Was my service bad?" We were like, "No, you were so lovely. So why aren't you tipping?" And I was like, hey, "We didn't know we were supposed <laughs> to." Because oh, like Damn. in some restaurants in Brazil, there's the ten percent tip. Ten percent, yeah. yeah, yeah. But like it's some of them. If you go like yeah. to all you can eat buffets, there's yeah. no tipping. So we didn't know. So yeah. guys, yeah. please be patient with us. You know, like from other countries, because we just don't know. You know, yeah. like it takes a while till we get used to it. And for us. You know, like so it's just I, a different world. Coming back to the USA, I was like, yeah, I was like, I got so used Spoiled. to the Brazilian style. Yeah. yeah. So then I was just like, even ordering like online, I was like, why, why is it so expensive? It's like double the food. Exactly. It'd be like the tax, the delivery, and the tip on oh, top yeah. of that. And I was like, it's not even worth it. You know, it's just, I just paid, you know. Exactly. I know it's true, and I, I I understand. Yeah, but it's just so a different world, and also there's the the tax thing because in Brazil it's yeah. all included already. All you included, don't even yeah. know what what is tax and whatever. So Brazilian bands, like most of them, you know, like underground bands, when they come to ring the U.S., we come in a on a budget, like definitely on a budget. Yeah. So we're not count. We were when we first came here, we were not counting on taxes and and tipping. So we were like, okay, how much is this? It's that. And then you go to the counter and it's like a whole different price. We were like, yeah. I was not counting on that. So it's it's different. Damn. This is super random. Do you have any re regrets in your life? Wow. Actually, that's exactly what my tattoo, the Edith Piaf, the French singer uh, tattoo I have. It's in French, je ne regrette rien, which is I don't regret anything. There you yeah. go. Yeah. There, there's, awesome. there's your answer. There's, right your, there's, your, there's your answer right in your face. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> although awesome. I have a, a hard time dealing with, you know, like struggles because of the anxiety. It's uh, I'm a very sensitive person to. Although sometimes when I'm going through some shit, I'm like, oh, no, why? Why? <laughs> but after I go through that, I understand that everything happens for, for a, reason. A, a purpose. Yeah. I don't want to bring the toxic positivity into the table it's not about that but um it, it does you know like even when i when i left nervosa for example i thought i was gonna die it was so hard on me yeah. so hard on me and but still i never regret my decision yeah never regret because i knew like i knew somehow it was the right thing and now i mm -hmm. say it was like i was yeah, i'm here yeah. having You're fun with tour, my band yeah, yeah. other girls are living their dreams on it. that band yeah. in nervosa so you're it, in my kitchen it happened <laughs> exactly <laughs> so it it happened for a reason Absolutely. and i i was able to you know like absorb the knowledge and the lessons from there and and so I do not regret it because even my mistakes, they led me to where I am now. So yeah. that was philosophical. It was huh? great. No, you ah, killed that. <laughs> do you consider yourself an optimist or pessimist? You know what that means? Yes. 
Yeah. You have, you, have, you have such you have such amazing positive energy though. Thank you. You have thank such you. a good aura about you. I think um I think I'm overall an optimistic person. Um uh, but again, when I'm struggling, I tend to get very pessimistic. Get dark. Yeah, but it's it's, it's also the anxiety speaking mm -hmm. because that's anxiety, a voice in your head telling me you suck all the time. So um, when I'm struggling, I tend to be very pessimistic about everything, about life, about myself, about everything. And also when I'm about to get my period too, um, <laughs> I get very <laughs> pessimistic. And um, But uh, when I get out of these, you know, like... Um, Dark places. Dark yeah. places. I tend to be more optimistic. Optimistic. Yeah. Yeah. And what do you think causes your anxieties? But you've been like that your whole life. Uh, now going to therapy, I figured yes, probably, but mm -hmm. I didn't know. Um, but I really start. Uh, my anxiety started giving me the ultimate ultimatum. 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 Yeah. yeah. About taking care of myself around 2019. Uh, right before the pandemic. Before. Right before, damn. It was a tough period, I can say. <laughs> I can tell it was fucked up. Leaving the band, I was for almost a decade. Wow. Pandemic, getting acquainted with my anxiety disorder, it was tough. Yeah. So and by the end of 2019, you know, like I felt the vibe in Nervosa was not, it was the first times I, the, the thought of actually leaving the band was showing up and I was like brushing it off like, no, I don't want to think about it. Yeah. but then my body was you know like telling me that so i started having by the end of 2019 i was starting to get really anxious and have like uh not really exhausted and starting getting anxious symptoms here and there like not wanting to see my phone and check messages because i knew i would be anxious that maybe, right there causes so much of that shit for yeah sure, yeah for sure and then i started having like neck pain all the time and then i started doing yoga and i i knew it was anxiety because mm -hmm. i was like i was one day i was like checking i was like let's see and then i started like oh <laughs> nearly all the symptoms <laughs> might be that but still i was denying it to myself because of thank you so, uh, society that turns mental issues into a taboo and prevents people from getting help because you yeah. feel you're inadequate and going insane and it's nothing True. like that we should all go to therapy that would i just be started going too yeah first yeah. time ever yeah so i was like um really uncomfortable with the idea of being anxious but still like it was drawing near and near and then i remember on the beginning of two, uh, 2020 <laughs> We were touring during the pandemic, wow. like, like on the beginning when, you know, like there's this virus there and we yeah. didn't know. I was still on the road. Actually, I had a tour in Asia in uh, January 2020. Wow. That was awful for my anxiety. I'm which sure. I, I was not diagnosed at the time, but it was awful. And we didn't know what to do. So we were like wearing uh, those rubber gloves yep. everywhere because we didn't know. We have no... <laughs> and, uh, oh, and I remember something. Like, we were in... We were about uh, thinking of canceling the Thailand show mm -hmm. when we were there because there were, like, 20 confirmed cases of COVID. Oh, and we were, like... And then, like, millions of dead people later. Oh, yes. That's insane, right? We were, Holy like, oh, 20 shit. people had this in the country. We're gonna get it. And Anyways, wow. and then... On that tour, uh, we went to Scandinavia, and there my anxiety really started kicking in pretty bad. So mm -hmm. 
I was like sweating all the time when I was sleeping and like heart racing all the time until I had my first anxiety attack on tour and I didn't know what that is. It was just like like something. something. um, Mine is not that way. It's more like I feel like I'm losing control and I'm going to go insane. And then I was like something triggered me real bad and I felt like okay, I need to get out of this place. And then I cli- I was in Sweden. Then I climbed the street up and then I fell on the floor and started crying and having a breakdown and then people wow. were... Uh, and I was like, okay, there's something wrong in there. But then we were at... I quit the band and uh, Nervosa in April 2020. That was a tough period too. But then I was fine for a while because I was home. I was taking yeah, care of myself. Right. Yeah. So it was balanced. But then... When uh, we started recording our album and Nervosa was releasing their album and I started getting like shit loads of awful messages like, hey, Nervosa dropped their new album. Um, I hope you're down in the pit because that's where you deserve to be. Now they have like a new uh, uh, real singer. You're fucking terrible. Wow. Fuck all these people we're I, never going to meet, first and foremost. I, yeah. These strangers that are fucking with you mentally. Yeah. It's yeah. so yeah. fucking trash. And that I was, uh, that triggered me uh, for some reason that now I understand. And then it was fucked up. Then I, I went downwards. I was having panic attack. Then it, it, invol- it evolved for uh, to panic attacks. And I started having panic attacks while recording vocals for the first oh, album. Man. It was awful, awful. Bro. Now it's the... F- I'm starting to be open talking about this uh, I appreciate now. you talking about it. It's important. Yeah. But it was it was tough, and then I remember clearly like that I was like I'll probably need therapy because it's it's getting out of control. And I remember my drummer saying, "Hey, I think you, I was having a panic attack." And then she was like, "I think because pe- panic attacks they're terrifying yeah. for those yeah, who are yeah. feeling and who's watching you have a panic yeah. attack because it's it's insane." And then I remember her telling you probably need a therapist. So I, I finished recording the album, and I looked for a, a therapist and an acupuncturist too because Ooh, I, I yeah, was not sleeping well so my body was was also suffering from that so i started going to therapy in late february 2021 finally so it's been um two years a little over two years and it's the best thing i i ever did for myself that's awesome it, it, it's the bravest act of self radical self-love you can have is going to uh, therapy I agree. because both you face your demons and you admit to yourself that are parts of yourself that are not cool, not but perfect. it's fine. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. As all of us, you know, like have. And also, but it also really helped me with, with my anxiety and panic attacks. I haven't had one for over a year now. And I was having them yeah. daily. It's awesome. So it's been great. And now I have, I still get, now it, it sort of feels like the Pandora box, box of like <laughs> mental struggles opened so i'm dealing with many different anxiety was one thing but now i'm I'm dealing with like some other uh stuff and like some trauma here and there uh and it feels great it's it's sad and it's only sometimes but i'm i feel like i'm faster and faster going towards my best self which i haven't met so far and i've done and i i i even get (laughs) a little bit emotional by by saying that but i feel honestly so happy on, about myself like how much i could accomplish while being anxious even though i i didn't know i was uh, i didn't 
no, I had the anxiety disorder and I still accomplished so much and I'm yeah. so proud of myself for be. that. Oh, absolutely. And, yeah. and it, it's still at the same time, it makes me feel like uh, very joyful about the future. Like if I accomplish that, s like that? that much, mm -hmm. so I, I still have a lot to accomplish. So yeah. <laughs> in this way, I'm very optimistic, finally. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. You're, 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 <laughs> no, you're in a good place. Yeah. You're in a great place. I am. I still, I'm still like anxiety and all the mental illnesses they're always like the healing journey is always like very there's not a pattern it's a roller coaster, yeah. yeah it's a yeah. roller coaster so in november i was having like a couple of breakdowns didn't have an anxiety attack but i was struggling emotionally with with a couple of stuff but now i'm doing a ride but so it's back and forth yeah, but right, even right like down. on my darkest periods now they can't even compare to yeah. right, the darkest yeah. shit i was having while having like panic attacks now i can't i have some tools yeah. i know i'm i'm backed up with my therapist and like mm -hmm. i have a close circle of friends that support system so a support system exactly yeah so yeah I, beautiful. I feel i'm doing all right i still <laughs> i'm very i'm impatient about everything i want to accomplish and you know like all the improvements i want to have with the with my mental yeah. uh, issues but I'm, i think i'm doing all right i think i'm doing great <laughs> oh, this has been an amazing conversation yeah. man i'm so Absolutely. happy you made this happen and had her come here and <laughs> i'm like, so happy that i mean there was really your suggestion as well, you know, you're like, oh, we should get on. I was like, wait a minute. It's like, of course. Yeah, they're coming. It just seemed <laughs> no, to really work out in the perfect way. And Thank you. I love the talk. I could it's be incredible. talking. It's yeah. incredible. Like, so, like, I, I don't know. And I knew that already. I was like, she's really good. Like, I remember hosting and, and having really good questions and, and being very articulate with everything that you wanted to say. And, and, and it was just like, oh, this is perfect. And you guys have been doing so well. You know, the band and just you're always on the go. Like, I was always impressed with your work <laughs> ethic. You know, it's like yeah. really. Pff, I mean, I don't know many bands that have that ability. You know, it's oh, really not you. easy. And it's one of the most difficult things, as we all know, yeah. is to tour and to be on the road and keep it's it together. It's a grind, man. It's a grind. It's, it's a, a grind, right? Grind. Well, we have to do Thank it. Thank you. Yeah. I'll take these compliments <laughs> dearly. It truly means a lot. Uh, so Echoes of the Soul, that's the newest album? Yeah, it's it's our f we're promoting this album. It's our first record, Echoes of the Soul. Yeah, I was gonna say that first album. Wow, first okay. and only. Yeah, and uh, but our new album is being mixed as we speak. A new album, okay. Yeah, nice. and it's gonna be dropped soon. I can't say the date, you know. Uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> the, uh, the the label I understand like they want to be secret up uh, what label are you guys Napalm on? Records oh nice it's from Austria they're Sick. a very okay. nice label okay and I used to work with them in Nervosa I remember like me discussing the mm. first deal when we were there and they were always super nice so when I I quit Nervosa I sent them an email like of course very sensitive like oh it's been a pleasure working with you guys I'm gonna miss you all. <laughs> You felt like family to me. And the big boss there told me, like, if you're having another project, I want to be the first one to listen. So to cool. It. That's great. And that's what I did. And then, like, sent uh, an awful demo to them. And they, they <laughs> saw, like, the all the social media hype that was going right. on. And it was like, let's sign. And I couldn't believe because I was, like, very 
struggling a lot with my anxiety so i was like okay my career's done i'm done i'm never gonna be relevant again i'm mm. done i'm gonna you know all this intrusive your mind is powerful too man yeah. yeah so i was like in a very so to me it was a surprise that they wanted to sign me and my friends were like of course because i was de dealing with the label for the whole time i was uh. in in nervosa yeah. i was the one dealing with all the bureaucratic planning stuff so it was now i see it was a natural thing because we always had a good relationship yeah and, and we had good fruits with, uh, with uh nervosa and we're doing great with crypto and they love it and they're happy and they have good plans for the future and i'm so happy good yeah <laughs> <Yes. laughs> it's so cool <laughs> happy, yes. ending. happy ending happy ending <laughs> <laughs> well i really appreciate you being here and it was oh, it's been so nice stoked time. to meet you Love your energy. Love your story. Thank you. Time to get some food with you now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll see you play tonight. I'm stoked to see you play. Yeah, now I really want to see gonna, you play. Oh, yeah. That's the perfect day to me because I'm like hanging out with friends, like yeah. talking, which is one of the things I love doing the most. <laughs> then then um, vegan food and then playing. Sure. That's yeah. perfect. Well, thank, thank you so for much. being here. Yeah, and it's been a pleasure. People can find you on the internet just under your name, your personal account, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. My, my Instagram, it's F-E-F-E Metal. Okay. In Portuguese, Fefe Metal. Fefe Metal. In, in, here in English, I, I learned it's like Fifi Metal. <laughs> Fifi metal <laughs> I thought okay. it was cute. But <laughs> Ooh, Fifi. Fifi Metal. Fifi Metal. And, and it's, it's strange because in Portuguese, Fifi, it's someone who likes gossip and telling gossips all the time. Ooh, so it sounded good. It sounded cool. <laughs> no, definitely not me. No. <laughs> and and not do you have, a, you have a top five artists or musicians? Uh, these are always so. And I, I know. I know. Be really diverse too. Um. Okay. So. No pressure. Amy Winehouse. Zero. I I love her. I love her music. I love the passion she put in in her music. I love Incredible, her personality. Man. She was very honest. Extremely. About everything and about herself, and I really love that. So Real I, shitty I think, dad too. Yeah. The documentaries uh, are heavy, man. Yeah. Really fucked up, man. Yeah. And, and, and that boyfriend she had, whatever. We're not getting into it. Yeah, yeah. otherwise Woo! it's going to be a full podcast on it. Oh, okay. <laughs> we'll do one someday with you, yeah. Because yeah. we love her in this house. Yeah. Beyonce, me too. B Queen B. B. Queen B. B. Beyonce. And, okay, some other bands. <laughs> I don't want to be, it's not because he's here. <laughs> but I also, saw your tattoo. So yeah, I, I, but also Sepultura is a very important band to me because it was the band that showed me that it's okay to be Brazilian, Latin American, fucked up have a fucked up life and still make it that message was very important yeah. to me because yeah. you know like it's it, it's inspirational yeah, it's totally. always been inspirational so if yeah. i'm here playing it's because of sepultura damn Ooh. get and your flowers son get your flowers so, yeah. i got them ready um so sepultura beyonce amy winehouse amy winehouse and Aww. i'll have to say iron maiden because Dope. iron maiden Cord. it was the band that made me want to play the bass guitar and Nuclear assault. Wow. Wow. Why? New because Rippert said. Is that, is, that Danny, <laughs> is, that Danny, is that Danny Luker? Yes. Shout out to Danny Luker. OG. Yeah. OG Danny, man. Love wow. That. Wow. That's such that a surprising to hear. Yeah, it's my favorite thrash metal band, and they were the band that made me wanna be in a band professionally. I was like, I okay. wanna Ooh. I wanna play thrash metal and I wanna be in a band and that's what I wanna do. And I was really into thrash metal at that time. And Nuclear Assault, like it was the, I remember it was the first band that inspired Sick. me on writing riffs and stuff like that for my, my band. So it, 
They're a huge cool. influence. That's the most original top five ever on this yeah. podcast. Ah, Nobody's ever put Amy Winehouse in the top five on here. Yeah, that's it. incredible. Wow. And with Sepultura too. Right. And yeah, Beyonce. Never Be- Beyonce. Beyonce, Beyonce and Nuclear Assad on the same I top know. five. It's very varied. But I, I love that. I, I can relate to that because I love all types of music. That's amazing, man. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Fuck. <Aww. laughs> well, you're the best, and thank you for being Aww, here. Oh, thank you. Such Anything a else, G? That's it, man. I can't wait to see the show. Me too. It's gonna <laughs> be awesome. It's gonna be cool to see you in your element. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's like, me all the time. Actually. <laughs> just like on there. Okay. Awesome. Okay. <laughs> thank we all, you. Yeah, we're gonna get thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye. I always ask my guests if they have any regrets. I personally don't have any regrets. Even when it comes to my tattoos, I have the silliest tattoos. Even my ET on my leg, it's still a childhood memory for me, and I love it. I've had tattoos on top of tattoos strictly because I wanted more tattoos. I started getting tattoos when I was 18. I'm 52 now, and I can't stop. I've had lazy treatment before on something on my arm. It's four tattoos on top of each other, and that experience at that place was pretty fast. It was pretty cold. It was in and out, swiped the credit card, don't really tell me much, didn't give me much details or anything was going to happen. So I never went back. So as of most recently, I'm so lucky enough to have had two sessions at Removery Tattoo Removal. My tattoo on my arm that looks like a big black blob is now super light. I've had two sessions. I have a long road ahead of me. None of this stuff happens overnight. You cannot take a tattoo up in one sitting. You have to be patient and it's painful. They ice you up, it's super fast. To me, it felt like a bunch of rubber bands. But what's more painful than that is looking at something on your body that you think you're stuck with for the rest of your life. That sucks. But now for me, I'm really happy I started this journey. I'm slowly gonna get this tattoo removed. I never thought in a million years I have any kind of real estate on my arm. I don't even know what I want, but it's exciting. I'm so honored to announce that One Life, One Chance podcast is now with Removery. I have a code. Use TobyH20 and get $100 off your first session. Call 866-934-4570 or go to removery.com. One of the most experienced tattoo remover companies in the world. Over 600,000 remover treatments done. 100 locations. U.S., Canada, and Australia. State-of-the-art peak-away laser technology. Cryotechnology to reduce any discomfort. This is so exciting for me because all I do in these podcasts is talk about tattoos, 
from day one, if you've been listening to this podcast, we talk about tattoos, talk about getting removed, talk about getting covered up. So this is such a perfect fit for me. Once again, go to removery.com or call 866-934-4570. Use my code tobyh 2 and get $100 off. These guys are located everywhere. Try it out. Yo, people always ask me what kind of frames I'm rocking. I've been rocking Caddis for a couple years. They make amazing progressive readers, which I wear. Also, they make sunglass readers, anti-glare, anti-smudge coating, anti-scratch it, anti-aging. That's why I look mad young when I wear them. I'm just kidding. Um, but they make amazing frames. Caddis, so stoked to have you guys part of the podcast. You can go to caddislife.com slash Toby10 and get $10 off your first purchase. Stoked. Thank you, Caddis. Welcome to the fam. Yo, yo, Liquid Death. Thank you so much for hydrating all my guests taking care of me and my family and my friends. Love your water. Love your brand. Love what you stand for. Love you give back to the community. If you want to learn more about Liquid Death and how it started, listen to episode 115 with the co-founder, owner, and creator of Liquid Death, Mike Cesario. Just a punk rock skateboarding kid from Delaware with a dream. It's an incredible story, incredible journey. They have now blessed me with my own code. So if you go liquiddeath.com slash Toby, you get free shipping on any items you order from liquiddeath.com. Thank you so much, Liquid Death. Death to plastic, murder your thirst. Stay hydrated. You know H2O saves lives. <laughs>